0: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions.
1: All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio has a begun. I am Gabriel Maranci it now with the raging redhead, Cam Stewart
2: what's rolling cam what's happening uh good sunday a little bit a little bit good a little bit bad you know another week buddy we got dodgers tonight we got uh the san francisco 49ers in green bay i don't know what the hell to do with this game tough tough game tonight i want to take the pooch but uh i'll tell you this game this game's ugly from all directions nothing's really popping out
1: well i've already uh, popped off a couple of bets uh, on this football game and uh, I'm on the San Francisco 49ers uh, this evening. I shouldn't have just told people right off the top of the program. Yeah. Uh, now, yeah, there's no reason to tune ease in. It but in a
2: little bit. Ease it in. exactly, it was
1: Exactly. Un- yeah, it's unprofessional. I tell you right now. Come on, Cam, what are you doing? Like you can't tell you can't tell people to pick right off the top. But I've got a lot of other picks as well. We've got uh, we got props. Um, if you if you're betting the props, uh, you'd probably be a fool to do it before you hear uh, Jude Dinkmeyer uh, come Good on the point. program. Uh, that is, unless uh, you are already uh, a subscriber to DailyRoto.com, uh, which I actually am, and um, you know, we'll, we'll uh, pop in some uh, some lineups for tonight. We'll uh, we'll share what the optimizer uh, gives us uh, tonight, Cam. I'm starting to figure out how to run this optimizer a little bit now uh, on yep. uh, on DailyRoto.com. Still, I still get frustrated. I can still use a tutorial, and uh, I'm going to ask uh, Drew a couple of questions uh, when he's on about this and. I got to tell you, you know, my adult lifehood is not what uh, I always pictured it to be as the other night. I watched a Drew Dinkmeyer tutorial video on how to manage the DailyRoto.com algorithms and optimizers at about uh, four in the morning. I was you know, yeah, I was sitting here watching a Drew Dinkmeyer tutorial video. And what you got to do is click here and you can save it here and do this there because it really is. It is. It's so like going back to school again. Right? Because all the tools are there. but. Whatever, man. It's like if I walk into a garage and there's like a box of tools, doesn't mean I can fix a car.
2: <laughs> Great point. Yeah, no. If I <laughs> Okay, the tools are in the room, but so what? All the tools are there, See, So what?
1: What do I do with this wrench? I don't know.
2: How's your transmission? I don't know.
1: I'll be like, where's the transmission? Yeah. <laughs> where's what part of the? Where's the transmission? I don't know. Do you tell me?
2: What, the fuel hose okay yeah you're right now if they left me a bag of tools or a box of tools i, I still wouldn't know how to fix it i'm, pr- I'm pretty bad that way too Marassi.
1: i should though Kim. it's one of my big regrets actually as this might come as a surprise to people tuning into the program but i wasn't the best um i wasn't the uh no i wasn't the best student in school so i could be if i wanted to be but i really didn't and i didn't even i didn't go much and you know my high school years were a train wreck it's amazing i'm successful as i am <laughs> If you want, if uh, if you say I'm successful, all right. Yang saying we've got issues. What's going on, Yang? Yang says we sound to re- scratchy.
2: To reboot. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what it is?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just a no, mo- modulation.
2: Yeah, no, you yeah. sound good now. Nah, it was a little bit like whatever, but I thought I was just going to correct itself. See, this is what we talk about, Marenzi, like the garage with the tools. It's uh, kind of the same way with technology. You never know. Like, is it the button? Is it the length? Is it, uh, you know, what is it? Is it a wire? Who knows? Who knows? It's just, uh, that's why I don't like to touch too many things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's imaginary,
1: there's imaginary cables in, in yeah. cyberspace uh, that uh, strange, strange things uh, happen uh, with. So, as I was saying, I wasn't a great student uh, in high school.
3: So, uh, I, went,
1: yeah, well, I, went, I went to this uh, school and uh, basically I got put in, uh, what was it called? though the vocational yeah, remedial. Uh, part.
2: Yeah, vocational. No,
1: no, no, no. No, not remedial.
2: Oh oh, 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 yeah, like a tech school. Tech school. Sorry, sorry.
1: No, no, okay, no. no. Like, basically, basically they, they had a program at the school where they, they told a bunch of kids, like, listen, you guys, you know, I think you'd be better off here. And basically, it was, like, way cool, Cam. It was, like, you know, part of the day was, like, auto shop. Yeah, I
2: like the, auto
1: shop. The, the other part of the day was welding. <laughs>
2: Ooh, nice. No, those are good careers. <laughs> yeah, like uh, like
1: welding, plumbing, auto shop. Yeah. Things that know
2: help you in life. Exactly. Yeah, no, it was
1: actually hard to get into, actually, because everyone wanted to do it. Because it was cooler than sitting in a regular class, right? And So instead of sitting in class, it was on the high school a lot. Like So you still took math and crap like that. But basically, like, most of the day was spent, like, my favorite part was the welding. Like, you know, when I was in high school, I was like, you know what, that's pretty cool. And, like, they told you, you make a lot of money being a welder. So, like, when I was in high school, I knew how to weld stuff. Like, I had, like, the the gloves and the mask and the whole nine yards. And I was into it. But it's funny, I think about that because the auto mechanic stuff, it's a great program. And more schools should do this. I heard Chris Christie talking about this before. And I've heard politicians talk about this. And it's true. Like I saw some chick on Twitter the other day, and uh, I don't know her. It was just like a random tweet, and it got like a hundred thousand retweets or something. And she said, "I'm a I'm a college graduate. I have a liberal arts degree. I'm twenty thousand dollars in student debt, and I'm unemployed. And I'm on food stamps." And you know, people responded to her. Well, you shouldn't have gotten a liberal arts degree arts because degree. What, the, what the hell are you gonna do with that? That's a great. Point. And yeah, you know, a lot of people get these degrees, and you know, the degrees. You know, whatever. You can go like sociology and like there's all these sort of like programs and stuff that people take. Hey, It might make you smarter and you have a lot of knowledge in that field. But can you can make money you on think. it? Exactly. Yeah. Can you monetize it? Right. That That's the thing. So you know, if you're going to university and you take liberal arts, fine. So, you know, all about the arts and stuff like that. But that's not, you know, it's a, it's very, very rare. The amount of people that make money off of that after the fact right like you know but if you if you learn how to weld or you know how to fix oh. if you're a mechanic like even in today's day and age Cam, like with all the changing technology and everything like remember our boy uh, pablo on shooter street years ago yeah uh regular uh viewer remember he he gave you the george brett jersey he gave, and uh um, yeah,
2: amazing i love that jersey Wish I was yeah that. Yeah,
1: he's, yeah yeah great yeah exactly you <laughs> could give it to me uh great great guy <laughs> yeah he's a great guy. And, you know, he was kind of a hustler, gambler, did what he could do to get by on a daily basis. He lived, like, in one of the worst, you know, areas of Toronto, And but he liked it there, you know. But basically, he got a plumbing uh, certificate uh, recently. Very and, smart. and basically, it's like somebody told him. and said, you know, in this world, it doesn't matter. Like, all the computers in the world and all this stuff people still need their toilets fixed. <laughs> you sure do. <laughs> like, there's, there's certain go. things, Cam, yes. that, like, you're sort of, you're going to make money. Go yeah, on, and like he even said, like, he had to go, like, to school, and what do they call it, the, uh, the apprenticeship. So, you know, he's an apprentice. Like he said, yeah, it's like two, three years of a lot of crap. But ultimately, once you're there, boom, then you get to show up, show your ass crack, and charge people $118 an hour to turn a faucet off.
2: <laughs> I told you, Gabe. Uh, my gr- uh, my uh, cousin's uh, boyfriend, the guy you know, he hated school. Same thing. Jets fan. I used to watch football with him uh, f- on family reunions and stuff like that. We'd hang out, right? And we, the big sports guy, he goes, "Listen, he goes, school's for f- school's for chumps. I'm gonna go do this uh, heating and cooling, HVAC. You know what I mean? This guy's up there making, you know, a couple hundred, cu- couple hundred thousand dollars a year. When somebody's furnace kicks off, it's triple time. You know what I mean? Like he's living in a smaller community, banking cake, and he's gonna be retired in a couple years. Like it's just brilliant gone are the days where everyone in springfield's working at the nuclear factory too like there's no jobs like that anymore kicking around where people can go okay i can work in the factory like my dad's time you know what i mean like he worked at an oil refinery and there was different jobs for everybody there you said it man trades are where it's at my i told you my brother did some welding and stuff too he made a killing he does construction and tile now you know he paid for a house with cash that's 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 the way the world now, is. I wish I was more handy, but uh, I don't know honestly, how this rant
1: started. I don't know how don't this rant either. started. You're in, and You hated school. You
2: hated school. You hated school. You yeah,
1: old. yeah, but it was somehow sports related. Uh, obviously that it started. I blame Yang for this. Like, yeah, I was, yeah, I was rolling along. He started talking about how, oh, you need to reboot. Sounds, everything sounds kind of weird. He's like, oh, it sounds okay. It rattled me. <laughs> it's like, sorry, Yang. I was like man, yeah. You know, thank you. You ruined the first segment of the show, man. Um, whatever my point was, I'm sure it's a good one. Maybe if somebody's paying attention to the show, they can tell us.
2: <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I don't think it's. I don't think we ruined the first segment. You gave people good. Lighting. No, no, I so don't. So if you're if you're in a quandary no, no. right now, or you have a problem, uh, basically, you know what? Yeah, you're but the, there was
1: a re- there was a reason that I brought it up.
2: Uh, like, the optimizer. Well, thank you. There we go. It started optimizer. because of the optimizer. See, I'm yeah, I'm listening. I'm listening. Yeah.
1: See, so in other words, yeah, I need help.
2: <laughs> yeah, optimizer's tough. At 4 o'clock in the morning, you're, you're d- downloading Drew Dinkmeyer videos. We used to download other videos at 4 o'clock in the morning. That's you what I'm saying. Drift, but uh, Yeah, there's
1: a lot of other change things you could be doing at 4 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's think? like Cam, saw, Cam came to my place. I had a shot glass on the table, and it, it looked like sort of purple stuff, and he's like, oh, doing some shots last night. I told him, no, nah, it's prune juice. <laughs>
2: I know. I, was like, I said, yeah, I'm,
1: I'm doing shots juice. of prune juice, two ounces a night. <laughs> the crazy thing is, I'm standing in my kitchen and I'm all grossed out. I'm like, oh, God. I drink a shot of it. I'm like, oh. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, dude, man, you put a lot of other, like, really crazy things yeah. in your body at four in the morning before. But somehow, like, prune juice is disgusting you. But you know what? I got to get back on the prune juice uh, train.
2: I, gotta I haven't. Do a lot of too. Uh, yeah, I'm not doing I've been off
1: good. my. Uh, I haven't been popping a Metamucil. I haven't been doing any of this stuff. Yeah, in I've, fact, I, I, I took I'm your Metamucil whole,
2: tip, and it's hurt. It, it, like the thing is, I'm so unhealthy that it's actually hurting. Like you know what I mean? Because the sludge that I build up over the years. It's like you know you got to get like it hurts to get better, and I, I've been doing. Yeah, yeah, it, but I'm it's like, oh it's God. like an
1: icebreaker. It's it's breaking oh, things up in there. You just really have a lot of though. things to break up. You've oh, got I icebergs see, in your stomach.
2: Oh, I got work. I don't even know what I got in there. But the, the metamucils really fighting hard. But I've been on the can for like, I I, I I can't take it on Sundays when I do that show. You're on for six. I'm on for four. I'm like I won't make it after George Kurtz's update but if I take the metamucil today. You're right, man. I don't know what I did to myself. All those chicken winging in content, but it was stupid. That's another we've tip. Bi- don't do that stuff.
1: We've got bigger bathroom problems than I've ever had, Cam. It's unbelievable. Oh, I know. During the carton show, like I swear to God, like, and now it's in my head in the morning. Like, it's every time we come back for a break, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> it's like one of these deals where it's like I don't have to go and I don't think about it. And it's like, oh, show starting in two minutes. I gotta go to the bathroom, but you can't make it. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, I guess, Cam, it's just for the rest of our careers, there will never be a bathroom like around us. Like, there's yeah, just, I know. like, even now, like I said, I do those shows. I gotta run down like two flights of stairs, up a flight of stairs, then down. I gotta dodge a bunch of like uppity tourists and stuff, and you know, don't you know? Don't even get me started if I have to take the elevator. Then, then who knows where I'm gonna end up? <laughs> but uh, where we ended up today, as our usual routine, uh, we finished up the Carton and Friends Morning Show this morning. Great show uh, this morning, and um, then of course we went out uh, to the sports book. I uh, went out to 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 the Meadowlands to uh, to cash, as you stated. It's one of those weird deals yesterday. We went two and two in the super contest, yet I went five and two in the golden nugget contest. That's what and it's I'm star- all about. Yeah, I'm starting to go on a little bit of a run in that contest, dude. Like basically I was five and I was five and nine after two weeks. And um I was nineteen fifteen and one plus um plus five and two. So uh, twenty four, we're twenty four seventeen and one. It's not bad, no, you it's know. Not like twenty four seventeen and one. We're starting, you know, to get over five hundred and get on a little bit of a roll here. I'm a couple of, couple of good weeks away from really getting into this thing for real, and it's like two hundred and forty thousand dollars. So it's it, this isn't just um, you know we're not playing it's not for, chunk change. Exactly. Yeah, it's real money. It's not two hundred dollars to the winner here. Yeah. There's some serious uh, serious cash we've just uh, we've got we've got to get this thing going but if you take away the 5 and 9 you know so since then we're uh, we're like 19 and 6 or something like you know we're on in the last few weeks in this in this contest run a nice run um, the the super contest is weird once again we didn't pick the right games and it's basically me and Steel City Steve and i you know i rattled off like seven or eight games and i'm not going to lie to you i like the colts you know what i mean but the colts didn't cover You know, so I like the Panthers. They didn't cover. But, like, there's other, like, when there's seven games, Cam, in a contest, there's spillover games. Like, I like it better with seven. Oh, so of course, course you yeah, do. I lost the Colts game. I lost the Panthers game, but I won the other five games. So I, I went five I told, and two.
2: <laughs> I told you. It's the five sucks. The five sucks for a lot of reasons. Yeah. And they do it this way because you can't make up ground. With seven games, you can get on a heater. And you go five and two, six and one, six and one, six and one. Oh, very tough to make up ground. When you really break it down, how many people are in the super contest in comparison to the other way, Gabe? Come on, man. Seven's way better. I hate to say... I, Our super I'm contest same,
1: prospects are fading. I'm like, I'll be honest. You know, I've been funny, in this contest a lot. I know it. We're like a little over... We're 500. We're like you? a game over 500. Coming into tonight, we need San Francisco, but it's not good. After six weeks being up two games over 500, like, like yeah, you said, it's not gonna get there's 3,000 people. Like, we basically... And it doesn't even we suck. Like, we could end up finishing with a 58% record, a nice record, but when there's 3,000 people... How the hell, like, are we supposed to make up this much ground in 10 weeks? You can't do it. Exactly. You can, but we're going to have to go
2: 4-1, and one, like, five weeks in a row type of thing. I told you, man. I'm even having problems. Like, my partner, he goes, Cam, I don't want to do this, but we've, he's, like, already gassed one of our partners from the league. Like, he can't <laughs> deal with them anymore. Like, his picks, like, every week we do two, he went 0 two, zero and two, zero and 2 And, like, this is, like, a guy's, like, best friend. He's, like, I, ha- I had to gas, like, like Dave's gone. I, I can't. He, he's he's he, he, can't, Is he he's gone, gone. God, <laughs> good yeah, fellow yeah, gone. Like the movie, no, no, good no, fellas? no. Oh, oh, no, just He's gone. In, like, he's gone. So, I lo- something I lo- happened. I love gone. you. I'll see you at the horse book, but you're not a part of like the team picks anymore type of thing. Like he fired him <laughs> crazy a cutthroat world for when it comes to money and
1: picks. Yeah, friendships. Um, we've yeah, I've been down this road before. Friendships can get splintered <laughs> due to the super contest. You're damn right people sign up and they get more than they bargain for correct game time
0: decisions continues
1: Game Time Decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio. <laughs> uh, I'm responding. You know what? Um, we didn't talk much on Friday. I was kind of, you know, it was, it was a struggling day after going to the football game. But it was one of those deals where so many things happened. And, you know, we drank at the game. So... I sort of forgot some of the funnier parts of this, you know, uh, of the night even, and you know, like we didn't talk about me yelling at the giant players until the end of the show, basically on the Carton show, as Corey brought it up, and like Cardano said, you guys should have opened with that. It was one of the funniest stories yeah. ever, how we stumbled into the giant players accidentally late at night in the parking lot, and I started yelling at them, and and giant fans were telling me they tried their best. Why don't you just go away? Why are you so negative? <laughs> new york's getting soft but one of the funnier parts of the night actually and no, most people wouldn't think this is funny but uh, i do and Corey actually did too but last week, Cam, i don't know if you remember probably about a week two weeks ago whatever and remember this so when, when the wild card game the yankees um the yankees uh played the um the yankees played the a's and they won
2: Oakland, yep
3: Yep.
1: Yep. And and there was a kid in an Oakland athletic, not a kid, but, you know, whatever guy in his 20s was uh, was in an Oakland athletic jersey and he had green hair. And as soon as the game was over, some Yankee fan beside him, like he filmed it on Instagram, they threw a full beer right in his face on his head. (laughs) They threw a beer at him.
2: Yeah.
1: So the the Internet blew up and basically people were like Yankee fans are classless and this is why people hate New York and. You know, they throw beer on people, and so the next day, actually, the guy on Instagram that did this is actually, like, popular in New York. He's got, like, half a million followers or something. Like, he's in the hip-hop scene and stuff, so he was getting called out, so he actually took the kid out after the Oakland fan poured beer on him. They got drunk together, and everybody won in the end, um... Baseball gave the kid tickets to the World Series and stuff. Like like you know, it feels like,
2: it feels like a publicity stunt.
1: Yeah, it was worth it. It was worth it for the yeah. kid to get the beer tossed on him, all right? So then again, after the Red Sox stuff happened, when the Red Sox uh, won, same thing. There was, like, beer tossing on Red Sox fans. Remember, some people were throwing beer at the fan, at the, the Red Sox players. And, um, of course, Tyreek Hill had a beer thrown at him yesterday. So this is a common theme. So our boy, Corey Parson... Um, thought it was uh, no problem at all. Like um, he said, you know what? You wear an Oakland jersey into Yankee Stadium, you deserve to have a beer thrown on you. So a lot of a lot of the callers and people <laughs> online in the chat were saying, "Come on, Corey! Like it's not cool. Like you know, if you, it's not cool to have beer or no violence should come from a sporting event, or you shouldn't have beer thrown at you." And I I brought up the story with you and me going to Buffalo. I said, Cam's a pretty big guy, and I said, they didn't throw full beers, but man, all day they were throwing beer cups at you and stuff. And yeah, people yeah, were mouthing and off. And like,
2: must, oh, no, they, my, my, sea, <laughs> my Seahawk, Joey Galloway jersey. It had mustard packs on it, like relish. They were chucking, like, anything that wasn't nailed. Like, I didn't even realize at the end, because I was so wasted. We were drinking during the game. But my my jersey had relish on the back, mustard, like, <laughs> weird stains. Like, not just yeah, from so sweat mixed with beer. Yeah, yeah. You're telling people
1: me. were soft-tossing at camp. It wasn't because yeah, they, cause were they were didn't want to fight them. It was just sort of, yeah. let me just sort of lightly throw my cup when it's done over at that Seahawk fan. <laughs> exactly. So, and that's just Buffalo people. Because people tuning in, they're like, what? Yeah, you guys don't understand what it's like to be in the end zone of a Buffalo Bill game. It's it's savage down there. You better be a Bill's fan. So this is what's hilarious. So, Corey, and this went on for a couple of days. Like, it was a big argument. People were calling in. Michelle Serpico was, like, disappointed in him that he thought it was cool and all this type stuff. So you can't make this up, Cam. At the Giant game the other night, me and Corey were standing there. We got hit in the back of the head with a beer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's great. We got hit. We got both hit with a beer. I looked over at him and I told him. I said, "This is your fault." I said, "You're the one that told people that uh, it's cool to throw beer at people." And I bet you this guy watched the show, and now he's plunking us. <laughs>
2: exactly.
1: <laughs> and we forgot. We forgot to bring this part up, which I can't believe. You know, whatever. We're drunk. It's one of those like you know. You remember? Oh yeah, that that happened. So. Yeah. Somebody true story, guys. Me and Corey were standing up during the game and we got hit. We got someone like threw a beer and it hit us and it went all over us. Like it hit me more than him. Actually, I started laughing (laughs) like I wasn't. I thought it was the funniest thing in the world. But thing is, I don't think like um, I don't think someone like tried to hit us. I think someone threw it in disgust about Eli Manning, and then it hit us. You know what yeah, I mean? Good
2: point. Yeah, they might have not. Like people, hit yeah, head. yeah. You're wearing a yeah. Shockey
1: jersey, right? So
2: they're probably not going. Yeah, no, no. A it was a no. They were just pissed, yeah. and it hit you. That, that happens. Exactly.
1: All the time. I think it was friendly fire because I was getting. Uh, there was. I didn't have any beefs with anybody, and quite frankly, I don't even know where the beer came from. I think it was probably from the upper deck. You know what I mean? So I think somebody just threw it, and but you know i got to tell you, I've been to Jet Game and a Giant Game. And what do you think w- would be crazier? I think a Jet
2: Game would be crazier.
1: Like, wouldn't you always have pictured that the Jet fan would be the, the nuttier one that would, like, hit you over the head in the parking lot?
2: But what you're telling me about New York, and I'm not there, but just from your stories and stuff, it seems like the main base of people who have, like, jobs and money are Giants slash Yankees guys whereas Jets fans kind of live, uh, like, there's some in the city, but they aren't they more on the outskirts? Like, King of Queens yeah. is a Jets fan, right?
1: Exactly. He, like, Cardano's like, you know, a Jet fan in Long Island. Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
2: Like, like Long Island Rage, George Kurtz doesn't so like listen, the I'm, He likes the Islanders. Stuff I like haven't that. been,
1: listen, I'm not a season ticket holder, so I can't tell you, like, definitively by going to a few yeah. games. But I'm here, and it's not even close. Like, Giant fans are nuts. Like, they're... Like I said, they think they should be good still. Like they're very angry people. <laughs> like the Jet Jet fans are cool. Like jet jet fans don't think they're good. Like I was with a bunch of Jet fans Saturday night at the sports book and they were all like, Oh, don't bet on the Jets, man. They won one game. We can't win two in a row. You know, like Giant fans like Giant fans were smashing bottles in a parking lot. You know, Giant fans basically wanted to rush the field and beat up Eli Manning. Like there's 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 more like the giant fan is definitely snobbier because, like you said, they're sort of they're tied at, they're tied together. Ken, it's the Yankees and the Giants and the Mets and the Jets. Like, there's very few people that are like New York Giant fans and New York Met fans. I'm not saying there aren't, but and I talked about this the other day. Like, and the Yankees are sort of an uppity, you know, name franchise. The New York Giants, same type of deal. And all these guys came; they're all Notre Dame fans. It's like a See, big. That's
2: thing. what I. That's that's what I don't understand too. I was doing. It's I was doing Notre a show. Dame,
1: Yankees, Giants.
2: Yeah. Why? Why Notre Dame? Like I. I don't. I, is it? You know what it is? It might be like. Uh, There's an no Italian good team Ca- here. Italian Catholic. Like that's yeah. the thing, right? You you like Notre Dame? That's your team. That's what I like. You know what? If I was going to go like on a trip, Notre
1: Dame show. Notre Dame's playing at Yankee Stadium in
2: like three oh, weeks. Oh, I know. Man. I, I oh, looked at I tickets.
1: It's like four hundred bucks. Like. like like, you can, sit, you can sit on the 50-yard line, like, at a, at a giant game. You can go see the Vikings this week for, like, $148 and have wicked seats. Like, you know, you want to get into Yankee Stadium. I was looking. It's literally, like, $278 or something, like, to sit in the, in, in, in the upper deck of Yankee Stadium for Syracuse versus Notre Dame in a couple of weeks here.
2: Well, that, that's the thing, man. It's going to be, like, you, you, it's, a, it's a hot ticket. That's the thing. Like, no offense, nobody wants to go to Rutgers. Like, Notre Dame is Notre Dame. Like, you and you know, Gabe, even here, like, the voice of the Maple Leafs, Joe, you know, Bowen. Oh, Notre Dame, Notre Dame. He's wearing his Notre Dame yeah, coat yeah, all yeah. around town. You know, strutting around the mall. Notre Dame is like one of those schools. that's bigger than it's bigger than anything. Want to know why? Because Irish Catholics and Italian Catholics love that institution. And they marry each other, too. Like, up at my cottage, like, you know what I mean? That's the thing. If Italians and don't marry Italians, Irish marry Italians. And Italians marry Irish, or Irish marry Irish, and Italians marry Italians. And I'll tell you, all of them, all of them that I know, huge Notre Dame. Like, Notre Dame, that's the institution you cheer for. Not just because of the legacy. You know, years and years of being good. It's just, it's part of your MO. It's kind of like going to church on Sunday. That's your yeah, that's Exactly. Your, that's they, your
1: church. They, they buy in. It's like Conor McGregor. And it's like, you know, I wonder about his popularity sometimes, and I'm baffled by it at times. But really, the Irish stick together, you know? So every Irishman basically is going to support this guy, right? The, you know, and it's it's true. Like, there, there's something to it with, with with the Irish when it comes to this. It's their M.O., you know? Like, they all know the words to Danny Boy, and uh, they all like Notre <laughs> Dame.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know, Exactly.
1: Yeah, it's crazy, man. I I, I don't
2: know what it is either.
1: So it's a funny story, though. Me and Corey actually got hit by a beer. So here's our boy Lou. I don't know if Lou's uh, around right now. I wouldn't mind talking to him, to be honest. Uh, Lou tweets in, and he says, um, because basically Drew Rosenhaus, Super Agent Drew Rosenhaus, is Tyreek Hill's agent. And uh, he says that uh, this type of behavior is unacceptable. Players have to be protected. We want the fan to be prosecuted. So when Tyreek Hill scored a touchdown with a minute left yesterday, he got hit. He got hit with beer. Now, should the fan be prosecuted? Well, I don't. Seems excessive uh, in a way.
2: Jail jail time seems excessive, but I like, would say this, you shouldn't be criminal. You got, you, charged, be, like, you 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 have to be fined. You have to be. It's kind of like you do probation and you get a fine. You You shouldn't have to do hard jail time. I think that's a little bit steep. I've he heard a player. Be, yes, I, I could live with him
1: being barred from the stadium. Like to me, this is internal stuff. Like this is like this is where the Patriots should say, "Listen to 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 the NFLPA and the cops and Rosenhouse, chill out, all right? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna find out who it is and we're gonna ban him from the stadium." I mean, so he threw a beer, it you know. But I guess it's to the point where somebody needs to be held example. I mean, look, I was at the forefront of this camp. I'm not proud of it, you know. It was a dumb thing to do at the time, and I didn't mean to do it in the fashion I did it. But I hit Billy Gunn in the face with a beer. But I hit him hard, like with a a, half a beer cup. And the thing is, though, people were throwing beer cups in the ring, okay? They were throwing beer cups, too. Yes, Yes. Yes. in in the old old days, days,
2: different. In the old days, you were loud. He was a heel.
1: People were throwing beer cups out of the show. The only thing is, I happy. Exactly. Like, they didn't care. It was like empty cup, boo, boo. And it's part of the show in the old days. The thing is, I happen to be ringside, and my beard just happened to hit him like hard, though, in the face. And I've told the story. I mean, he pulled me over the guardrail and nearly killed me. <laughs>
2: I so so, thought you were part of the act because yeah, that's what you do. If you see Billy Gunn throwing a guy, did you, did you have hair back then too, Maratzi? Was it yeah, like long yeah, and stuff? Like, yeah. yeah, it's perfect. See, because you look like kind of like you know what I mean. Like I had a leather those, jacket like on and everything. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, you could have like, been perfect. like a manager or something. Like, who's exactly. this tall, skinny guy? He's he's really pissing off Billy Gunn, right? Yeah. No, like, people came up you, to me after in the arena after stuff. the show, oh, yeah. up. outside
1: the Bell Center after in Montreal. People were coming up to me; they wanted great my picture. Yeah, they were like, Who are you with? Are you a new character? What's your angle? And no, no, they they people bought it. Exactly. He pulled me over to guardrail and he wanted to get me, but security saved me. They were like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. So security sort of came over. He put he put my arm behind my back. Like, you know, the old he twisted my arm.
2: Yeah. I thought he was that gonna break too. my arm. Oh, oh he's a kills. big guy.
1: He's a tough guy. So uh, yeah, it was a big it was a big mistake. You know, I didn't mean to hit him in the face, it happened. It is what it is. But Remember, like, in the old days, too, people used to run on the field all the time. Remember at events? Not all the time, but it used to be funny. Right? Like, oh, you know, the college kid streaks onto the field. Ha, 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 yeah, ha, Drunk
2: naked, Drunk, naked guy eventually gets tackled. Now they don't see Yeah, security.
1: That yeah. And it used to be a joke, kind of, even in, like, a city like New York or Toronto, that, yeah, you run on the field, you get roughed up a little bit, and they throw you out the back door. You know what I mean? You're not getting arrested. You, you know, you get a little business on the way out. <laughs> You know, a couple of shots, and then, you know, they throw at the back door. And it used to happen, but I remember they basically told people, like, remember when Monica Salas got stabbed? It was after that. Man, guys, I don't know if you guys remember this, but uh, great tennis
2: player. She's actually cute, too. Monica actually, Salas. Yeah. I was at the game at with her uh, return game. Yeah, no, with all, when really? all that stuff happened. It was when she nuts. came so, back, yeah. yeah. yeah so, yeah,
1: guys, back. if you're tuning in, it's about 20 years ago. Monica Salas is one of the biggest tennis players in the world. You know, hot girl, 24 years old, whatever. She was one of the top players in the world. A fan came on, but in those days, like, no one really felt threatened. It wasn't the same. It was sort of like, oh, there's a fan. What, she's going to ask for an autograph? And no, man,
2: he came out and he stabbed her. And she was never the same after. Her career was like, she was was never the same. That's the whole point of the thing. Great point, Morenci, because ever since that point, she was the best in the world. Like, she dominated, and after that incident, she even said, "Like I'm always looking. Like, how do I feel comfortable? I'm always looking over my shoulders. That guy crazy, you know? He's giving me a look in the stands. Like that's the thing. Like it ruined her, not just tennis, like her life. Like imagine yeah. that. Like you're playing, you're playing a sport, and you get stabbed. How do you recover? You can't. It, it's it's impossible.
1: No, it's exactly, especially it's you absolutely you know, it's for this girl. Like yeah, so." That just sort of changed it. Like, you remember the Morgana, the uh, the kissing bandit?
2: Bandit, yeah, with the big hooters, yeah.
1: Yeah, so there used to be the blonde chick in the 70s and the 80s. She had massive rack.
2: Um, big, big, huge rack. And she used to run
1: on the field. And she used to run up to the pitcher on the mound, and she'd kiss him. And basically, you know, she'd pick, like, George Brett. There's the famous Nolan Ryan kissed her back and gave her a big hug and stuff. And you know, so in the '70s, they used to sort of, even in the '80s, the leagues didn't like people going on the field. But it wasn't the end of the world. It wasn't like you're going to get the crap kicked out of you and you're going to jail, like type of deal. But look at the look at the poor. Remember the the, the Kansas City Royals first base coach, Cam.
2: Oh, where dude, he got beat up with,
1: by uh, the father uh, son in Chicago, the White Sox. Yeah, game.
2: <laughs> what's those guys, Gambino and Son, or something like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They it was like, they it jumped, was like a father son the field field. Field team. I know, but they, they beat they the crap out of them. Like, out they, oh no, them. that was it. Was wrong, man. Like people don't understand. Like, yeah, a father son duel with the White Sox, like almost killed the Kansas City Royals first base coach. Like it was, man. So, yeah, they came out and beat. So, the so crap examples, out of them. examples needed
1: to be made, and they were. And now you know, like it's pretty much out there, dude. If you run on the field at Yankee Stadium, it's not going to end well for you. You're going to get really roughed up by the cops. Yep. You're going to get charged with trespassing, criminal mischief. You're going to have a record. This just won't get wiped like me taking a leak in the parking lot. You know what I mean? It's like, no, no, you ran on the field of a sporting event, dude. Like, it's it's a serious charge now, and it's to the point now, too, you can't be throwing things. You know what I mean? You throw a beer at a player. Where does it end, Cam? Like, Oh, no, it's okay for to throw a beer in the player. And part of me really does think it's not a big deal. Part of me thinks Tyreek Hill shouldn't go right up there and mouth off to the fans, right? He, he didn't. Like, if he stays in the end zone, he doesn't get hit with that beer cam. He went, yeah. if you remember the play after, he went right up to the wall, and he did, you know, he started mouthing off to the fans who were like four feet in front of him. So they threw a beer on his face.
2: You know, like, I'm not. It was different, I though. Know, so it, it's no, i every I look at every instance as different because when you go to the when you were when we went to the, the Rogers Center, that guy hit the Baltimore Orioles guy with half a can and an aluminum can. That's different than a plastic cup. That aluminum yes. can coming from level is heavy and you can really hurt a guy. That's the problem.
1: we'll continue this on the other side, but I don't think Tyreek Hill has a case because he melts off at them. Game five decisions continues.
3: Eight four three six eight seven nine. 6879 The Fancy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day.
1: Just crushing a bag of Doritos Ranch ranch cool I, ranch yeah i haven't had a bag of cool ranch chips in, a, in about six months or so and it's great with me
2: they're very good it, don't the worst thing is we now that i eat health when i eat healthy food it doesn't it doesn't make me feel good like it's used to like you know what i mean like yeah like, i know. Uh, Portuguese Joe, after I did the show last night, he goes, oh, Cam, okay, I'm, I'm going to go. He guy just got back from Europe. He goes, I'm going to go get some cur- curry. I'm like, hey, I, I could really use a curry blowout. Like, you know what I mean? Like, all the cheese I eat. And I was, and I was thinking there, going, this is going to be amazing. And ever since that part, I'm like, I just, I'm dying. My stomach's killing me. It's like, I don't You're know what it is. You're addicted to the it's, grease.
1: You're addicted to it. That's what like, it is. It's like a it's drug, this stuff.
2: It sure is. That's a great Once point. you get it off of like it, a
1: drug. once you get off of it, You know, like I was in a groove, you know, before for a couple of months, man. I was eating the smoothies. I was eating healthier. And now it's tougher in the situation that I'm in. And now even me, Cam, like in the last few nights, man, I've eaten a pizza. I had another grilled cheese uh, for lunch today. I had chicken wings. Oh, last night I had spaghetti, spaghetti and meatballs with garlic bread.
2: That's not too bad. It's a lot of no, carbs, but no.
1: spaghetti and meatballs is
2: not like the real problem I great, is. Grease. I had a great
1: breakfast. I had a great breakfast over at Al's Delicatessen yesterday.
2: Al really like makes a guy.
1: great breakfast. Oh yeah, great breakfast over at Al's. Um, what was for so, breakfast? Texas know, so toast, the other day, bacon,
2: eggs, the works.
1: Yeah, yeah, hash Texas toast, browns. bacon, eggs, hash browns. Exactly. Yeah, that's
2: my that's my go to. Yeah,
1: beautiful. They fill they fill up a big, 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 big takeout tray full of stuff. It's great. A uh, ton of bacon in there Ooh. for like six seventy-five or something.
2: That's a trust steal me.
1: in Manhattan. Yeah, trust me, dude. Trust me. It's like, dude, I, I got a bag- I got a toasted bagel with cream cheese and an orange juice at a place yesterday. Nine bucks. I would. I, well, I would have walked out, but you know, the chick was. You know, she's kind of cute and smiling at me. Wasn't gonna yeah. say I'm not. I can't give you nine dollars, but uh, I
2: did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I'm disgusted. Like when I get like little samples for like, I hate that tumor. I see, I'm like, what am I doing here? I'm paying 13.75 for fruit. Yeah, yeah. And things no, that yeah, cost exactly. like 20 cents to put together. Yet I'm getting three eggs. You know, back bacon, hash exactly. browns, sides, coffee. Uh, what? $6. I paid $7. like seven bucks.
1: I paid $13. like seven yeah. bucks, seven twenty-five for a chocolate croissant and a, and an orange juice the other day at some place, and I realized that. I'm like, man. I could have just went to, like, hell. Like, I could have just, I could have went anywhere for this. Instead, I got this little croissant and an orange, little orange juice for uh, for seven bucks. But you're right. So, like, I, even tonight, Cam, I got to eat after. And I got to go to a grocery store. I haven't been to a grocery store since I've been here. I don't even know where it is. So, supposedly, it's not that far from me, but I never go on that, that side of the bridge. I did. Somebody told me, you walk past the grocery store the other night. But I was drunk, so I don't know. You know what I mean? So I guess it's not that bad if I
2: walk past it the other night. That's one of the things that I don't like not working near you because you're so busy, right? Like after I do Red Heat and Rage, I'd love to do like, because I like doing stuff like that, Marantz. I'd get my groceries and yours too. Like I get happiness going to a grocery store. I get my bin. It's kind of like my Zen place, you know? You give me your list. Okay, Marantz, needs peanut butter. Texas toast, some uh, fruit for smoothies. Nah. I, I got no problem doing that. So I love grocery shopping. It's my favorite. Yeah, Next basically. No, nah, I've so been bad. I've been
1: restauranting it basically twenty four seven, you know, consistently. But not not too bad though. Like I said, Al's is actually pretty good. It's very it's very home cooked food. Al's is my boy Michael's uh, across the street for me, sort of traditional New York pizzeria. Uh, with chicken wings and garlic bread and spaghetti and everything, so I've been eating there uh, quite a bit. But you're right, Cam. The whole thing is—I was going to say—so there's a great place, Hooligans, near my place, and uh, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I enjoy Hooligans. Yeah, Hooligans Houl- is a good place. Um, it's like a bar slash restaurant. You know, it's you know, it's sort of be—it's like a keg. It's like you sort of like the keg, but not as like it's not more of a bar scale? scene a little bit. Yeah, but it's kind of it's mid-tier, you know what I mean? Or like um, a Montana's or whatever. It's, you know, an Applebee's, but nicer. I guess it's a chain, this Hula Heads, but it's pretty cool. Like, they have the city skyline. They have the games on, and they're very nice people there. But the food's real good. Massive servings. But I've been eating so much, like chicken wings, pizza, nachos. You know, I eat grilled cheese sandwich and french fries every day from the sports book. So I've been eating all this stuff. So the other day... I'm looking at their, their health menu, and it all looked good. It was like, you know, broiled chicken with, you know, potatoes and vegetables, you know, s- salmon, cooked salmon with this. And I'm looking, I'm like, Yeah. yeah. See, I'm, salmon's I'm like, a good one for you. that will
2: get you back uh, in the game. I'm thinking, salmon's man, good. It,
1: all looks, it all looks so good, but... Like you said, it just doesn't hit the
2: spot. It doesn't. <laughs> you know, the, great point. That's the problem. It's like you're you dropping right? $26, it doesn't bucks doesn't and then you're still up. hungry after. It, it's like, yeah. man. It doesn't fill you up. That's the problem. And I was just That's thinking. I was like, problem.
1: man. I was like, man, I ordered a calamari the other day from Houlihan's. It was a big plate camp for 9 bucks. Oh. I was like, that calamari's good. And I was thinking I could eat healthy and get the roasted. So I ended up getting the calamari and uh, the ultra nachos. <laughs> 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 and I regret it I, was like, I was like I really got to start eating healthier, but what are you going to do? Yeah, you know, like uh you got to eat. So I'm already thinking about what I'm going <laughs> to eat after. I really should go over to this Trader Joe's grocery store that's in the hood somewhere. Oh, there. Trader
2: Joe's? No, no. no. I'm going to tell you something, I might get in trouble do no, I don't go. That's don't what, go no, there. Don't no go kidding. there. Don't I do never it. go to a regular Kim, grocery store. I hate there those. There is no groceries. regular grocery store. I'm in a hipsterville. Uh,
1: that's the uh, problem. That's why God. I haven't been in a hurry. I see people coming so, to my condo with
0: their Trader so Joe bags. You're telling me
2: you moved from your studios and it was like hipsterville to like going to another, you know, then you're in New Jersey it's, and you're in the same damn place. It's just got better it's, portions.
1: It's worse.
2: <laughs> oh, God. I, oh it's man. worse. I
1: didn't think. Yeah, dude. The people in my condo are the meanest people like in America.
2: Uh, it's not cool. Not
1: cool. Like I, I I've like been that. here a month. I've been here a month, and maybe two people have like sh- said hi. One, one chick. No, no. One chick sort of nodded. Um, one other actually person was actually pretty funny. Uh, this chick. No dude has ever talked to me. Like basically ever. Like not even like a hello a goodbye. But they're, it's bizarre. They don't speak to the doorman either. Like, I'm, like, the only one. Hey, what's going on, man? Like, in the morning. That's I crazy. I
2: speak, when I, when I go to Lisa's, like, we have conversations with the doorman. Like, they're part of the team. No. Like, you know what I mean? No. How you doing and stuff? Oh, okay, well. No, like no. That. People, man, no, no, not it's, cool. it's not a
1: friendly place at all. <laughs> but you know what? The uh, No, no, it's true. It actually brings me wow. down a little bit. It, it doesn't. It, 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 does it. it would bring me down. Yeah, down. you know, I don't want to move in. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, I found bigger douchebags than I was already living with. But I—it's me. I got to stop picking these uptight condos <laughs> every like, day. Hate to say
2: it, that's on you, right? Like you could have is, gone like, other places, but you wanted to get a nice spot. So yeah, it's, but that's uh, the thing. Like pick I, your poison. No, whatever.
1: Like, it is a pick your poison. But the management people are real cool. So I've got no—I've got no issues. And whatever. The, my, you know, my neighbors are like a family. A, a couple of doors down the hall from me. They're friendly and stuff. Like not everyone's mean, but it's no like party. Hey, let's get together. And you know what I mean. Like nobody really talks. It's just it's very, it's uptight. The best way of putting it is like a lot of dudes in my building are the type of people that like, um, they like yachting and lacrosse
2: and stuff, oh, yeah. soccer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, uh, I like money. soccer too, but yeah, no, you know no, what right, I mean. But I know exactly. what you're saying, like, but the but the money, but the money sports. Yeah, like when you're out on the water, like you know what I mean. Yeah, when yeah. Like covering, when you're covering the like America's the, Cup, you're you're loaded. Yeah, like
1: like, it's like yeah, a, like the, I got the in boat. the elevator and. But he doesn't have a Rutgers football hoodie on. He had a Duke lacrosse hoodie on.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm talking it's, about.
1: Yeah, it, it's just so you can kind of type of person. You know what I mean? You know, like right away you can tell. Like I see all the time, like, you know, New Jersey Yacht Club. Like, you know what I mean? It's basically, it's uptight people that, you know, that think they're rich or want to be rich. And it's funny, too, because uh, my buddy in Liberty Village uh, from Parkdale, said the same thing about Liberty Village, where I was living before in Toronto. And he said, he said, I hate Liberty Village. He goes, it's just a bunch of like millennial types that want to think people think they're rich. And he goes, they're all really broke. And he goes, but they live in nice condos, but they all have nothing. And he yeah. goes, if they were, if they really had money they'd be living in York, York day. where Oakley lives. With, yeah, know what it is? Where, they, live on, exactly. they live on credit. They, no, they don't well, really Bob live on lives in stuff. Credit guys, or Oakville. Yeah, li- yeah exactly. Yeah. Oakville. So it's the same Cre- thing. It's, yes. a, it's the same thing here. And it's, it's hilarious. Corey Parson dropped this about my condo the other week past. He goes, man, if these people had so much money, man, they'd be living in Manhattan. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even though it is ultra close to Manhattan, but it's just sort of that pretentious type place. But Hey, it is what it is. Very, very nice condo. We'll get you down here uh, sometime. It's yeah. It's too bad you're not going to be here for the big pork roll eating uh, competition over at the uh, racetrack.
2: I know. I heard uh, everyone was talking about the up the price roll to thousand dollars too. It sounds amazing. Like it's great. And 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 there's no professional like real. Uh, you know what I mean? There's no uh, guys who uh, ringers there too. The regular people, like Joey um, Chestnut and
1: Kobayashi
2: and these guys aren't no, showing up no, the for pork roll. Not,
1: not for a thousand dollars. They're
2: not. <laughs> no, exactly. They're in the big. They're in the big leagues. This is more like the minor leagues of uh, eating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was supposed to go out with uh, with big uh, with fast talk and Mike and Visine Vince tonight. Visine Vince is a diehard Niners fan since he was a kid, and you know fast talk and Mike and the Packers. So I don't know. I was kind of thinking about it. Go. Do I want to be around these guys tonight? Like. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Do Vince and Mike hang out often together? Yeah, no, not very often. Like, they know each other, but they're, get, they're making but a point you, to, like, see each other, kind of. No, they know each other. No, they're a couple of years younger than me, right? But we went tonight to the same they're making school. a
1: point of it because it's yeah. the Niners and the Packers.
2: Exactly. It's kind of like I haven't seen you in a while, you know, since the fantasy draft. Like, the last time they got together so what's, was when me what's and you Vince, were in Vegas, right? So Vegas what's, what's Vince night. fun? Vince
1: fun's teams are the Leafs, the Blue Jays. Raptors,
2: Raptors, Raptors Leafs, and 40 Blue Jays, Niners. He likes the Niners. I would say, like next to like Leafs and Niners are on a different level. Raptors are close and Jays, like but Leafs and Niners to him, like it's yeah, it's hardcore. Like he he goes to death for the like I he loves like he's got so many Niners jerseys like Montana Alex Smith like any guy like I told him I go you need a Kittle jersey buddy I I'm working on it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these turkeys are going down to like a place like you're talking about like Hands tonight at some like. uh. Yeah, Wake night yeah. slash uh, Monday night football party bar. I'm like, yeah, maybe we'll see. I just, I don't it's
1: know. It's three <laughs> three bucks a beer at my local Hula here. <laughs> I like.
2: <laughs> see now, that's what I'm talking about. You can't get three three bucks of well, beer.
1: No. Wow, yeah, for this that's area amazing. too, right? That for this is area.
2: Awesome. The best you can do here is six bucks, and it's that's no, not no, no, the, the, I'm what?
1: telling you, I'll, I'll take you over to Hula You're gonna like it over there. Three Great service. Three
2: bucks a beer. Oh yeah.
1: That's so sold. So we got the Monday night football game tonight, and um, let's jump in and recap a little bit about yesterday. So, remember, so on Thursday night, Eli Manning was brutal. We know he's brutal. He sucks. Yep. Um, everyone knows he sucks. Now, um, you know, unnamed giant players are basically stating that it's terrible and that you know that they want him to be benched, but they're just—it's not happening. Like this new coach isn't going to bench him. Eli knows this is it. This is going to be Eli's last year. Now I see the Raiders. Raiders are terrible. That was the lock of the week. I wish I put more yeah. on it. On Seattle. I wish
2: I, wish I bet on Seattle. Cam, oh, come I on, like, man. That it was, was right no, there for the I'm take wrong. in that game. It was, Gabe, but you know what? I was right on Dallas and no one believed me on that game. I, I, I was wrong is on that beat one. Down too. Jacksonville. So But you're a Seattle. Fan. Mind, That's why I, I call you my, up for no. this. One. I don't know what my mind was thinking. I was just thinking the Raiders are like do and like you. You said it though. I'm like after that game, I'm just like, what the hell was like? Why didn't I bet on Seattle? I didn't bet on the Raiders. I'm like, but why didn't I bet on Seattle? Like that game was a lock. The Raiders are the worst team. Let's let's agree They're on terrible. one thing. The Raiders are the worst team in the National Football League. I don't even think. I don't close. know. I, I, I don't know. I told, Joe, I told I told Joe and Kurt. Say no, no, no way. If the Giants play the Raiders today, I make that line like Giants three, three and a half, <laughs> and the Giants <laughs> murder them. They can't stop Saquon Barkley. At least the Giants have skilled players. Gabe, the Raiders have nothing. What an aged Jordy Nelson. Carr's horrible. Their defense is so old they break down. Like that score, 27 to three, was actually close. Seattle made a lot of mistakes in the red zone in that game too. Like the Raiders are horrible. Like they're not just they're, they're not competing. They're awful. Like when I look at them, actually, almost like like beating Cleveland in, in that game, they that's, that's 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 a mirage. That's crap.
1: I told people. I told people this. I said Gruden's going to
2: be a disaster. I, know. I said I told the same people thing. that's my biggest bet. Raiders under eight and a half is like I, yeah. I, I told. I told Blewett that was on free our money he went to the Blewett came on our uh, segment. Gabe he went to the um, the Jets game. He had a suite with his buddy, so he came on with uh, me, Joe, and uh, Kurt, Kurtz, and uh, the Memphis kid to do uh, the the second half of the NFL live show yesterday. And we were talking about that. Like I I told him the same thing. I go. The Raiders, eight and a half, like it's free money. We should have talked to our mortgage guy and like taken everything we could about The Raiders suck. And Gruden, this experiment even in Vegas, to me, I don't know how they're gonna get better. Like well, the they're, thing with they're, Gruden they're, they're old too. Yeah, Gruden Gruden, the game has passed him by. Sure
1: and has. he's stuck in the past. And 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 secondly, this is the one thing I brought up with Gruden. He's not a bad coach. You know, what I mean like I think the game has passed him by a bit and he's gotta he's gotta get caught up, but his biggest fault, he's a horrible, like, talent evaluator. Like, he's a bad hes a yeah. bad personnel director. Like, if you look at Tampa, they won the Super Bowl. That was Dungy's team. You know, like, if you remember, they kept getting close, kept getting close. They couldn't win with Dungy. And finally, they fired Dungy. Gruden came in and won the Super Bowl. And then Gruden was, like, this big hero genius type guy when he went to Oakland. So, like, Gruden... Gruden didn't put that team together. Like Gruden didn't say, Oh, you know what? Brad Johnson and Warren Sapp and and, and, and Ronde Barber. Like, he didn't do any of that. He just inherited it and then won with it. Yes. All right. Give him credit. Exactly he won. True. Yep. He and he went, he went, he went to the Raiders and, you know, he took him to, you know, he went, he was successful with the Raiders, etc. He wins the Super Bowl with Tampa. He goes there. He wins the Super Bowl with Tampa. He wasn't in charge. So after he won the Super Bowl with Tampa. He got control of things because, oh, he's John Gruden. You know, he won a Super Bowl. He's a legend. All this type stuff. He got control of things. And what happened? Jeff Garcia hates him. Like, you know what I mean? You go down the list of people that played for him, they go, oh, he's a bad guy. Like, he's just, you know what I mean? He's He lies to your face. He's basically, your guy, and the next day you're not. And, you know, there's no commitment from him and blah, blah, blah. And basically, you know, he destroyed the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, he, look, he goes to Oakland. First thing they do is trade Khalil Mack. You know, because Gruden's like, I don't need this guy. I'm not going to pay this guy. And then Gruden throws McKenzie under the bus. Watch, the GM will get fired after the year, and Gruden will take over. It's so predictable what Gruden does. He's going to come in here. He's going to bully his way through everything. But they're freaking terrible, and he's clueless. And now he wants to trade Amari Cooper. And he wants a first-round pick for Amari Cooper. That's not no, Amari Cooper. No, he was a first-round pick to begin with, but and no, no. I like Amari Cooper, but the guy's no. regressed. He hasn't gotten better over the years. And nope, Amari Cooper is like a fourth or fifth-round pick to be honest. Like, uh, I'm, yeah, not,
4: maybe not even. No at. team,
1: yeah, like no like, team's no, giving no, you. No one's giving you a second. Slammering.
4: Yeah, and no then
1: one. even a third, they'll say, "Listen, what's he done in the last two years? Like, you guys just want to get rid of him. Like, we'll give you a fourth-round pick. You know, and that's I think they'll get. I, I don't think even think, sounds. Yeah. I don't think they'll get a fourth. I don't think, I think teams will six. line up. Yeah, no, I don't think teams will. will be lining up saying, nope. "Yeah, we'll give you." Like they won't, man. I know. But where I'm going with this as well, I'll talk about this on the other side. Derek Carr will not be the Raiders' quarterback next year. No, so, he, he, he will not be. Too. He's brutal. Well, I don't think I don't think Carr's brutal. I think he's just around a useless situation. Game time decisions continues.
0: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions.
1: Game Time Decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Gabriel Morenci. I love that promo.
4: <laughs> Lisi. Joe Lisi.
2: Yeah, you know, A parody uh, porn. Batman, yeah, he's banging Catwoman, but I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, like Joe, Joe was he like unhappy script. that the,
1: was... yeah, the script wasn't like wrapped up tightly enough. It's like, well, that's why the dude's writing porn scripts and he's not writing, uh, you know, <laughs> Hollywood blockbusters. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out to our boy Wally Coyote for tuning in. Kissing Bandit was great. The dugout reaction was great. Uh, now part of Major League Baseball Films. Yeah, that's the thing, like the Morgan the Kissing Bandit was. Uh, was don't like, harmless don't harmless stuff. Was it fun. was harmless
2: and fun. Now but, the uh, new
1: Kissing Bandit is Taylor Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's the uh, she's the new she's the new uh, Kissing Bandit.
2: And there's that other girl behind uh, the at the Milwaukee Brewer game. She's just kind of there with the low cut tops, like they said. the, uh, the f- so front row, I forget Amy her name. Or like Yeah, that. front row Amy. I don't know her, what her deal is, but yeah, uh, whatever. She's there. Yeah, you just got to do a little bit more than just be front row Amy. Like, if you're gonna do it, you know, that's all.
1: Is that what it? That's all it takes now?
2: I yeah. Well, I'm just saying though. Like no, you I know, just, so hot chicks. Like oh, kind of, she just kind of sits your, there and that's her that's thing. Kind of, yeah, yeah, exactly. that's my point, Gabe. That's my point. Like, it's not part <laughs> of the act. Like, if you're gonna do like a Hollywood act, you need more than just sitting there and checking your cell phone and like having a low cut top. That's kind of. I'm kind of reading your mail there. I'm with you. More, 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 more skills.
1: Yeah. Well, I've already, I've talked about this a lot in the past there, you know, the old Instagram model thing. It's like, you know, because you post a picture of yourself in your bathroom in your mirror, it doesn't make you a yeah. model.
2: Yeah, you, <laughs> you know, <It's> like <laughs> the, the Instagram <laughs> model, the
1: term models, the term models used kind of loosely, yeah, I would yeah, say.
2: Yeah, it's a good point. It's a, it's a good point.
1: I think that's we the, talk- that's, that's, that, that's where I'm going with that. We were talking about da- uh, car. It's like porn star. Yeah. It's porn like star, uh, yeah. yeah. It's like just because you've been in a porn movie doesn't mean you're a porn star.
2: Porn star. A porn star means you've been in multiple it's movies. Like we're radio hosts, well, but
1: are we yes. radio stars? I don't know. No, we're not.
2: A, uh, hosts. I'll I'll take hosts. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're hosts.
2: <laughs> I'll take a radio host co-host. Yeah, for radio hosts. Okay.
1: <laughs> so like, yeah, like not everybody in radio is a star. No, that's a good right? point. Good it's like porn, but everyone's the, oh, she's a porn star. Well, no, she does she porn. No, she's a porno actress. Star. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. That's just another thing I wanted to, to point out. Um, so speaking of which, you were talking about the WKRP porn parody uh, well, yeah, the other yeah. day, and Wiley Coyote, real cool. He sent me a. Um, he sent me a uh, a link to. Uh, I didn't know this. I'm now I'm now following. But WKRP quotes. And it's basically it's a WKRP Twitter handle, but it also like has current updated, you know, sort of parody parody jokes. And here's Les Nesman, without a doubt, from this reporter's perspective, the Bengals are World Series bound. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Les Nesman. laughs>
1: That's great. I don't know if you remember, you know, the, the episode. There was an episode of WKRP. Sparky Anderson was on it.
2: Was oh, when they had and, the uh, the company baseball uh, game there, and uh, le- le- they were playing uh, the other rival radio station, W Pig, and Les was Yeah, w pig. Was just, w pig. Remember W And they had like the big pig face W-P-I-G. on the W P I G. Yeah, they're W P I G. <laughs> and the balls coming to Les. Please don't come to me. Please don't come yeah, to yeah. me. Please don't come
1: to me. Yeah, <laughs> that was one of those classic episodes. They yeah. showed back his mother yelling at him while he's playing piano. I know. He,
2: Exactly. Awesome. They don't make TV they, shows like that anymore.
1: He catches the ball, but the only reason they won is because Jennifer Lonnie Anderson was distracting them. If you remember. That's
2: right. She she started flashing. That's exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: She started flashing them. <laughs> but it was great because uh, Mr. Carlson, Mr. Carlson, like uh, kept asking Sparky Anderson for his World Series ring or an autograph, baseball and stuff. And Sparky was like, "Not right now." And uh, there was always something. Uh, because Sparky was doing hits at WKRP. But it's great at the end there. Um, Les Nesman's got a Cincinnati Reds signed baseball by Sparky Anderson. And Mr. Carlson's like, you got an autographed baseball for Sparky Anderson? And Les Nesman flashes the World Series ring. He goes, it goes with the ring. <laughs> <laughs>
4: That's <But> great.
1: <laughs> the famous, the famous Les Nesman, of course, was the Chai uh, Chai Rodriguez. Like, uh, he did a sports update, like, on the, on the show. And he said, golfer Chai Chai Rodriguez. Chai Rod- and somebody's is Chichi Rodriguez, and, you know. But, yeah, Les Nesman, if you guys have never seen a WKRP-TV show, it's a great, uh, great show from the 80s about a radio station. Dr. Johnny Fever, Venus Flytrap, Les Nesman, Herb Tarlick. Tarlick. Andy Travers, Bailey Quarters. And you know what's crazy? It's pretty much <laughs> lived up correctly to the stereotype of radio. Like you know, when you when you look at it, you know, they're, they're, every station has that. Like Herb Tarlick, really, they really nailed it. Like he really is like a station sales manager.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, well, Herb, he, he really is. Herb, Tarlick was a sales like manager. He, he was just yeah. He was just a, well, was just a sales station salesman. salesman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was the head. He was the only salesman guy, yeah. right? So he was the yeah. head of sales, but. He really is just a drunk guy that will, you know, cheat yeah. on his wife and, like, <laughs> you know, has no morals, dresses no. poorly. Uh, you know, it's just they, they really nailed it. There's always, like, a Bailey at every place that's smart, you know, that doesn't get uh, paid attention to.
2: Yeah, it's pretty hot, for just, yeah, it was a really yeah. hot chick there. Exactly.
1: The, the Andy Travis is real. You know, like, in the rock scene, there's always that Andy Travis type. Like, they really, really <laughs> nailed it. it show only lasted a couple of years, actually. Because they, the scripts used to piss people off because they were too they were too accurate and stuff,
2: too real. Like, you know, the show was almost it was too one real. Of the reasons,
1: yeah, it had an influence on me to get into the radio industry. Because when I was a kid, I wasn't like, oh, I want to be there. But ultimately, after I remember all those sort of radio things, and it's almost like it's so it was so portrayed. And there was another show that I used to like too, it was about a radio host that I was a big fan of called Night Caller. and. So I was always fascinated by the radio stuff. I used to call radio shows when I was a kid. But the WKRP, it's almost like I've lived it. Like, it's almost funnier now when I rewatch it. When they have, like, a remote and no one shows up. Like, they did a remote <laughs> once and no one showed up. And then the only person true. that showed up, they got robbed. So they're like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember they that were episode. Down. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they, went, they, to go go the they went to the stereo place, too? Yeah, yeah the guy's like, yeah. The like, stereo Yeah. <laughs> and the guy's pitching at Johnny Fever. He goes, your station sucks. You can't even attract one person. Johnny's like, listen, I'm just a host here, buddy. You know, like, yeah. like just a Johnny. <laughs> and Johnny's like, look, someone just came in. And a guy pulls a gun and robs the place. It's uh, just gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were so many, of course. Arthur Carlson with the, oh, uh, the, thanks, the Thanksgiving promotion. He, he wanted to give away to Cincinnati Free Turkeys. So he dropped them from the sky. That's right. And uh, you know, the next scene, he's like, "As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly." Especially, he rained down turkeys on the citizens of. <laughs> <laughs> like there was just so many, there's just so many great like radio type moments. The Scum of the Earth punk band that went there, and when we talked about it, the uh, the jingle contest. So they, they put together like twelve oh, songs. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> that was the supposed best. they were supposed that to give away the fifty they're supposed to give away fifty bucks, but Johnny Fever's like all baked in the morning.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so he's like
1: fifty thousand dollars to the winner. <laughs> and it's wrong, so they rig it. Yeah. yeah, no, it's a great show. A Great, great show. WKRP uh, good stuff. Hopefully they don't remake it. As I saw I saw like uh, yesterday I was watching a football I saw they were pimping uh, tonight on Magnum P.I.
2: Oh, so good God. I, I, unless I, I, unless I, I, it's I, Tom yeah. Selleck. It's not Magnum P.I. Like Honestly, Gabe, I was watching. I so I'm watching college football on Saturday and and I just want to look, say, I, look look I love around. Magnum yeah, yeah. P.I. And oh, even yeah. Yeah, I, Magnum I'm, P. I'm like, I'm, I'm disgusted by this. No, you have no idea how disgusting it is. So I tune into <laughs> the first episode. I'm like, I got to see this guy as Magnum P.I., right? <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm taping 48 hours. He doesn't watching even Magnum. No. No, he looks like MacDiver or something. He's more of a kind of like a Mexican or Hawaiian guy. Like, I don't know what he is, but he's a skinny guy on the (laughs) island, right? So their first big caper, I'm watching the show, and, hey, guys, you'd like to come to my restaurant? There's like a big, fat, like, Samoan guy, and I'm watching it going, what the hell's going on here? And the big caper was, they stole a tuna. (laughs) And the guy, he's like, oh, we got to get this tuna because you know what? It's worth a lot of money. And, you know, they could chop it up into pieces, but then it'll go bad. I'm, I'm, I'm like looking at the plot line going, this is Magnum P.I. there. Like the guy goes into this guy in a crack den's house and he's got a tuna in, in, in the freezer. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm telling you, Gabe, like if you were there, like it was so bad. I was watching it. And then again, and Lisa calls me, right, because she's in the news business. Like, Murphy Brown, apparently. Like, I don't know when anyone was clamoring for these old shows to come back. Like, did somebody say, wow, that Murphy Brown show was so damn good. I hear good. that new Murphy I, I,
1: Brown show is worse than Conor McGregor's oh, whiskey.
2: It's, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, Dave, the laugh track, it's so bad. It's just like, <laughs> like, it's not even like like a real laugh track. It's like so bad that like, apparently it's sinking. Like, they might not even get through, like, the, a couple episodes. Like, it's awful. Yeah, you're right. It's worse than the whiskey. Anyway, Magnum PI, yeah, they're they're doing. Uh, some guy stole a, a bluefin tuna on the first episode. You said like how many
1: how <laughs> many people were saying to themselves, you know, I wonder what Murphy Brown would say about this. Like yeah. how many people were clamoring for Murphy Brown returning? And hell, even Magnum. That's the thing in, t- in today's and, world. And how about this? Is what we need? Here's a, here's a novel concept. <laughs> if you want to do Magnum, how
2: about getting Tom Selleck? He's still alive. The guy's on TV. He's a cop. Blue blood or whatever. He does blue bloods. Yeah, yeah. He's the uh, New York City uh, police uh, commissioner. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know,
1: the thing is, I've I've seen that show once, like, before. And uh, I don't know, man. It's like he actually thinks he's a cop or something. It Kind of. I I think (laughs) he he, he takes it too seriously. Like, if if they asked him to do Magnum, he'd say, no, I can't. I'm a policeman now. Like, it's like, hey, Tom, you're not. not. Like, you're you're an actor. It's like that Wahlberg dude. (laughs) It's like the Wahlberg guy. The Wahlberg guy thinks he's a cop. Like he does cop oh, shows oh, for yeah. sure. I know. <laughs> Donnie. That's Don Donny Donny Wahlberg, like the guy that yeah, like produces like and a. The, and their
2: pr- their his sister's the the district attorney, the uh, Tom Brady's ex, Bridget Moynihan. She's the. She's the legalese lady, you know, like prosecutes everybody. It's all in the family, Gabe. Oh, she is. Oh, yeah, yeah, that Boston yeah. So stuff. it's like Tom Selleck, his dad's the commissioner. He's the cop, and the sister's the yeah, PA. Yeah, but like, like
1: come yeah, on, but so man. like, there was a reality show. I don't know. You've seen all these reality shows. There was a reality show years ago about Boston cops. It was actually pretty well done. I'll give him credit. Wahlberg produced it. It was like a reality show, but it wasn't like cheesy, like, of. Like, cops, like the TV show Cops. It was basically like, you know, you would learn about the cops' lives and stuff. Like, this chick cop was basically saying she can't date anybody. She doesn't want to date other cops. And when guys meet her, they're not into her when they find out she's a cop. Yeah, yeah. I, You know, I mean, I can, you know, so you sort of see the perspective, and, you know, and it's crazy. Her sister's like a junkie on the street, and she confronts her sister. Like, she gets a call about her sister and stuff. Like, she shows up. So, like, and she's all rattled and, like, so it shows you behind the scenes, and it's very well done, actually, all right? and But the whole thing is, so it's produced by Donnie Wahlberg. And at the end, like, he's walking. He's, like, you know, the streets of Boston are a tough place. Like, like he's a cop. It's like, dude, just <laughs> the producer of the show. And then I see him, like, doing a fake cop thing, and I realize, like, man, this guy really has a cop obsession. Like, this guy really just wants to be a cop, like, you know? But he doesn't
2: want to be a real cop. He wants to be a TV cop. <laughs> exactly, and his brother flips. Uh, his brother pimps burgers, Wahlburgers. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> the, yeah other, the other one. The other brother's a yeah. burger. Uh, the Burger King. Yeah, exactly.
1: I told <laughs> you, I was in an airport once. It was the only place open, and I was starving, and I decided yeah. to starve. I decided to starve instead of like giving Wahlburg money. Yeah. Oh, I'm I don't worthy, know if that's I, crazy I, or not. Like, but no,
2: it's not crazy. A combo's twenty bucks. The one across the street. From, yeah, it was uh, a little pricey. Wayne Actually, restaurant. You know? Yeah. You go I, uh, 20 wasn't bucks so for much. a burger. And, give me a break. And I hear the burgers aren't even that great. No, they're okay. Like, I'm not going to say that they're, they're, they're gourmet, but I'm, I'm not paying $20 for a burger and fries. It's, I don't care. <laughs> out of principle, I'm with you. Like, I'm, it's just not happening. Sorry. Yeah, mine
1: was out, not so much out of principle of the price. It was that. You didn't want to I get supported. Yeah, I just don't really <laughs> want to make the Wahlburgers any richer than they are. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know I mean? Exactly. <laughs> like, I get it. You know? I get it. He's already rich. He like, doesn't need me. That's why he like, can hang out with Robert Kraft on Saturday nights. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. For that. They are, they all know each needs.
2: other. Those guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, he can he can already do his thing. So like what I was saying before. So the Raiders, Raiders want uh, they reportedly. We never know this, but they threw it out there. They want a first round pick. For Amari Cooper, there's no way in hell they're going to get anywhere near that. We were talking about it. You know, maybe you get a fourth, maybe. And you know, I don't even know if he can help a team really right all that much right
2: now. He's no, not that's that kind good. of th- He's just not the thing that good. Marazzi. It's name value, but and I hate to say it because I, I want everyone, like, you, you don't want people to not do as well. But the fall of Amari Cooper... No team wants him. Like, he's not going to make New England better. Green Bay has receiver problems. Like, you see, you don't think Green Bay would be on the on the phone for Amari Cooper with the wide receiver issues that they got with all the guys beat down with Aaron Rodgers there? That's all you need to know. If, if, if the phone's not ringing, like, it's just not the same as it was. Like, you say fourth rounder, I'd be, like, sixth, seventh, maybe. Some teams are just going to say, no, we're not interested. And I'll tell you another thing. We haven't got to this yet. Calvin Benjamin, Gabe. To what oh, what yeah, he well, did on well, the yeah. weekend, I, I, I don't even get me started. Me and Joe we'll were talking about it. Oh, I, I can't even believe that guy. I, I'm surprised he's still on the team when we're speaking right now. Wow. We'll get to the Bills. Yeah, a oh, point, we will. I we would, will get. I would, we will get to the Bills. I won't have a problem with like cut. I won't
1: have a problem cutting him. Cut him. him. It, cut, him. cut him. Cut him. But just I just want to wrap him. up the Raider stuff. Yeah. Okay. So continue with Derek Carr. So listen, one thing with Amari Cooper is I'm not going to bury the guy's career. I'm Not going to bury him yet. He's got a second chance wherever he ends up. I think Jacksonville would be a good spot. There's there's a, there's a lot of teams that could use him, okay? Like you said, Green Bay. But, you, you know, I don't know if teams are lining up for him just because there's so. a lack of production. Like you said, he's got the cool name. He had a great, you know, he was very, very good in his rookie season. Like, he delivered. And it was like, oh, it looks like Cooper's going to be a star. And his sec- then the drop started in the second year. Yep. And then the third year, he showed up all ripped and everything, but he still dropped the ball. And now he just sort of is tuning out a bit. Uh, Gruden was pissed off at Carr because Carr wasn't getting Cooper the ball enough. And now Gruden's realized Cooper's not getting open. And that's what it's just come down to. So I want to talk about Derek Carr on the other side as well. I think uh, he'll be perfect. only time decision. Red Heat and Rage Radio. I'm Gable Morenzi. We've got some guests going to be joining us uh, pretty shortly, actually. Jamie Heath, dsportsbrokers.com will join us. Uh, we've got Ricky Sanders. Dink Ricky. Myers out. Ricky's in. And um, Liberty Finder uh, just asked us on uh, Twitter, what are we looking at for the uh, the king tonight? And, you know, last night, actually, I was real. I went with the, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs kicker. Uh, what's his name? Butker.
2: Carson um, Butker.
1: He's good. Yeah, as he was my crown. And I never would have done that before. But could, props to you, Cam. You brought up the kickers before this. You would think that it's not, you know, oh, no one's going to own them. But the smart guys do. So, basically, last night, dude, the guy had like three, four field goals. He had like 18, 22 fantasy points. I, Cam, at one point, I was in 22nd place out of 35,000 I mean, people. I thought amazing. I was going to win 1500 bucks last night. I really did. I was like, man, I'm getting close. I'm getting close. How much? Did you win How a couple hundred? It was terrible in the end. Four.
2: Oh, my God.
1: What, $4? Yeah. yeah.
2: No, for, Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, that, Tyreek, I, that's Ty- the problem.
1: Oh. I didn't have Tyreek Hill in my lineup. Yeah. So when he scored two late touchdowns, it's I, unbelievable. Went, I literally— I went from like 22nd place to like 13,000 or something.
2: It happened to me in a golf tournament before, Gabe. I'm sitting there going, "Wow, like it's I'm a fine like line 9, Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. Like if your guy yeah, somebody end, else hit one like, shot and you probably plummeted yeah. like 3,000 yeah. spots. Oh yeah, I did. Like my guy bogeyed the final two holes. I went from winning $9,000 to $27. Like it happens. People don't understand. Like it happens like literally in minutes too. It's uh, it's really tough. It's kind of like watching a horse race. I find. Uh, the showdown slates because you're like all into you're like yes 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 and then down the stretch he just dies you're like oh no you finished fifth like you go from winning to losing it blows you're talking so it's interesting
1: this is what's funny though i really do like the optimizer and i won money yesterday using the optimizer so i i put together a bunch of nfl lineups solely from daily roto yesterday I didn't do the work. Whatever, I did the work. I, I put the information in, and I just said, all right, what are you going to give me here with two two guys here, one guy here on this team? and So I sort of made a few configurations, and I did okay. But the lineup that I did better with, I did myself. It's ironic because yeah. um, I went with a, a charger stack because I knew everybody was going to go with the Bucks and the Falcon stack, so I wanted to be contrarian. And I would have done a lot better. I won money there, but I would have done better, but Jarvis the Browns didn't do anything. Like Jarvis Landry and Njoku didn't really go and Njoku, Njoku, Njoku okay. was okay. That's
2: happened to me yeah, with yeah, Ridley. Yeah, he was Ridley got hurt, right? So we were done. Yeah, I mean, that, that sucked that. too. Think about this see so, I used I used Winston. He was the he was the fifth ranked guy on uh um, on uh, Daily Roto, but he was the top-ranked guy. We actually did good. Our Friday picks for DFS, like, with the Optimizer, we did some good stuff. The problem is, it's got to be perfect, as we talk about, to win, right? That's the
1: way Alright, so here's, for you guys tuning in right now, we're going to share what uh, this is what the Optimizer says, okay? For tonight. Now, I just, I put in the game here, boom. This is what they gave me. Now, there's different lineups here, but uh, this is one of them that I like. C.J. Beathard is the is the captain. So he gets the crown. And you know what? I put a I put a nice play on C.J. Beathard tonight, Cam. We're going to get to the props. C.J. Beathard's better than people realize. C.J. Uh, B- really well. Beathard don't. is better than I realize. Just one, I wanted to say ten times, and I never get to it, is Derek Carr should be a New York Giant next year. The New York Giants can't start over. And you can talk about drafting a quarterback and all this. I'm not so sure how good any of these quarterbacks are. Justin Herbert's pretty good. I get it. You know, is he an NFL star? I don't know. Me personally, if I was the Giants, you know, you already have Saquon Barkley. You've got Odell Beckham. You've got Shepard. You've got a good offense. You just have a bad quarterback. You don't need to rebuild everything. I would I would, you know, I would let Eli go after, and I would bring in a vet, sort of like the Vikings did with Kirk Cousins. You know, and to me, Derek Carr, he's going to be available. He's a perfect fit. He's a better quarterback than Eli Manning is and he can handle the market of, of New York coming from the Raiders. I, you know, I think he's a good fit. I think it's something that they should, uh, they should consider. Um, so I just wanted to get that off my chest. So, you know what, I'll do a poll question after. Maybe we'll get Galina on later in the week and see what he says, what Giant fans think about that. But here's a lineup that the optimizers put out. C.J. Beathard is the captain. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Alfred Morris, Ty Montgomery, and Mason Crosby a pretty strong lineup sure is like it's, it's i I, nice. I don't
2: know with with bethard though i think you got to go with um if he's going to be the king maybe kittle like uh i'm thinking about george kittle or or one of one of those guys to go with yeah, him one, like, one, i'm not one, sure once, you need one know, once, you need one niner right
1: so no no but once again we're uh we're right back to um that's not what the optimizer saying cam
4: <laughs> yeah well 're okay, so, you're,
1: you're arguing with the computer.
2: Yeah, I don't like to argue with the computer either. It's not really a know. good argument. Two weeks ago, a lot of
1: good facts. Two weeks ago, Jim Day just could not accept. Jim Day put in literally like 450 like optimum lineups, OK? Corey Davis was in like 90 percent of them, and it was bothering him because he didn't like Corey Davis. So he took Corey Davis out. Because he was like, I just don't like Corey Davis this week. And the computer just keeps giving it to me. And I don't want him. But it just keeps saying, take Corey Davis. He took Corey Davis out. Corey Davis went off. Absolutely went off. Okay. Last weekend, the computer loved Aaron Rodgers in the stack. You know, stupid me. I'm like, man, who's Aaron Rodgers going to throw the football to? Aaron Rodgers finished with 46 fantasy points. Like, I'm not going to argue. I hear what you're saying. And I do my. That's what well, I realized yesterday. You do. The, you follow was, the optimizers, and then you do some of your own as well.
2: Yeah, Winston was fifth with the optimizer, which is still very high, and he he was on fire because Atlanta's defense sucks. But you're right. If you follow the optimizer more often than not, it's going to give you a direction of success. And then from well, then if you're point, tuning
1: in right now, we should have a poll question. Who do you trust, the optimizer
2: or Cam's opinion? <laughs> yeah, well. My opinion's pretty uh, it's been okay I'm not I pre- I'd prefer a computer <laughs> over it though <laughs> I'm, no, I'm not argue with
1: the computer no I'm just stating this is what they you know listen I would never have made Harrison Butker my my captain last night right yeah you know but he did he scored like you know you got a lot of points so I'm just to let you know but the thing is Kim there's literally 150 no there's I got about 30 lineups here. So, if you don't like that one, there's other ones. So, there's Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, C.J. Beathard, Alfred Morris, Ty Montgomery, and uh, St. Brown.
2: Oh, St. Brown.
1: Equinamania St. Brown. He's
2: $2,400 only. Interesting. Very um, interesting. So because there's him another and, one and, here. Him and Valdez Scantling were the guys that stepped up yes. for uh, Green Bay. Now, I've noticed... The computer and
1: the experts, and this is something that I don't do, and I, I got to get back to it. We go for too much value. You and I, Cam, oftentimes, like during our baseball lineups, you notice the optimizer. It basically gets as many high salaries in there as it can, and it accepts one real long or shot or two.
2: Oh yeah, or two kind of like yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, usually because
1: a lot of people would say, "How the hell did you afford Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adam. Adams, Ty Montgomery, C.J. Beathard, and Alfred Morris?" Well. Because we're rolling the dice with St. Brown at 2400 bucks, You know, and so here's yeah. another one where if you don't like St. Brown, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae, so this one is Aaron Rodgers is your king. But I don't think Aaron Rodgers should be the king because C.J. Bethard's going to put up as many points as he will, and he's much cheaper. I'm telling you. Uh, let's say and if the Packers are winning, uh, he's going to be playing from behind Beathard. Beathard's put up big fantasy numbers, guys. I bet uh, I put money on him tonight already. For him to go over the quarterback yard prop, and I bet bigger than I normally do. He better not get hurt, because if he doesn't get hurt, then he'll go over this number of 247 and a half yards. Um, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, C.J. Beathard, Jimmy Graham, Ty Montgomery, and Raheem uh, Mostert. Uh, That's another one. Uh, We've got another one here. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Jimmy Graham, Alfred Morris, Ty Montgomery, Robbie Gold. So it's overwhelming, Cam. Like, yeah. there's literally – I can go on and on and on. Like, there's all kinds. It's
2: but essentially – I, I agree with C.J. Beathard, though, because he's so much cheaper than Aaron Rodgers, and you have to believe – listen, Aaron Rodgers will do his thing. But okay, you're going to like this one. Ooh, they're, I they're like be this coming, one even They're, they're going to be coming from behind. No, I'm working on one. I got Beathard, Morris, listen Adams, Montgomery,
1: Rodgers. You talked listen. about it. So here's one with the computer, what you agree with. So listen to this one. They don't have Kittle in a lot of lineups, but this one – they made George Kittle the captain. So, George Kittle's the captain. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, C.J. Beathard, Ty Montgomery, Robert Gold. So, this one's a little bit more San Francisco heavy. This one's not bad because not a lot of people, and you got to go contrarian. How many people are really going to have George Kittle as their captain tonight? Not a lot. No, I'm thinking about doing it.
2: <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot.
1: <laughs> it's a good lineup, George. Because you're getting everyone in here. Yeah, say got Aaron Rodgers, again? Devontae yeah. Adams. You got the quarterback. You got the guys going to throw to. A name that I don't see here in any. A lot of these flexes and a lot of these optimizers, which I'm surprised, is Pierre Garcon. Here he is in a couple, actually. Aaron Rodgers, Seabates. I like the, man. This one I like the best actually. This one, Aaron. But we could do better because Aaron Rodgers. Listen to this one. Aaron Rodgers, C.J. Beathard, Jimmy Graham, Alfred Morris, Pierre Garcon. Ty Montgomery, it's a pretty good lineup.
2: Yeah, that's where I'm more leaning towards. I'm going to do a San Francisco heavy lineup. If they're going to play from behind, I think. But you, you see what fit, I'm saying with Better this? guys, exactly, exactly. I know like, exactly you have all doing. these lineups.
1: If I played all these lineups head-to-head against people, I bet you I'd win more than I lose. Unless they have the Daily Roto Optimizer. I'm basically, I've got, like, an MIT computer I'm playing with. Like, Cam, it would take me hours to come up with these cool lineups. It just took me two seconds. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I have 30 of them in front of me. It's like, oh, you don't like that one? Well, how about this one? Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, C.J. Beathard, Alfred Morris, Mason Crosby, and uh, Jamon Moore. Like, I can go on and on and on and on and on. Like, we've got, like, the, I'm telling you guys, the optimizer is something else. Like, uh, it really is unbelievable. But like you said, and like I said, you know, I, the optimizer's cool, but I did a lineup uh, yesterday, and I did well on my own, too, by going Philip Rivers and Melvin Gordon.
2: Yeah, that's exactly it. Like, Melvin Gordon was an absolute uh, smoke show yesterday. The guy was fantastic. And sometimes you do have to go on your own and do all that stuff. Wow,
1: this is Your great. boy. Uh, CJ Beathard, Liberty. Pierre
2: Garçon, Jimmy Graham, Ty Montgomery, Aaron Rodgers, George Kittle. Sold.
1: Bethard's uh, Liberty Finder's got your back. He goes, for NHL, I'll take Cam over to computer.
2: <laughs> I did really well on it, but the problem is the computer is very smart in the NHL too. It's not just that. Like, let's call it out for what it is. Me and you, we doesn't matter. Like, we watch all the games and everything. We know what's going on, but the computer. I'm not an MIT grad. I can't come up with a hundred combinations or whatever. We know the players. We know the guys who are, you know, that could be sneaky. But we don't have the. the computer gives you the ability to take a bunch of information and what you said, Gabe, fifty hun- lineups, hundred lineups, and do all the work. A human can't do the work. That's the problem. We can't sit there in our office and go, diddly, diddly, diddly. Okay, i got to fit in Melvin Gordon here, Cameron Brait here. The computer, it's the key because it does hours and hours and hours of work for you and saves you time so you can do other things in your life, like breathe. Yeah, and make money. And And make make money. money. (laughs) And make
1: money. Like I said, if you're using these for the head-to-head matchups, if I just put in 150 of these lineups... And bet I don't know two dollars, you know, two dollar head to heads, 150 times. I bet you I go like 150 every night almost. I you know, I'm I'm confident that I will beat the common man with this optimizer.
2: Oh, for sure. The question like is how I many will. lineups do you do? How much money do you have? At you well, know, I've got to load like, up
1: exactly. Yeah,
2: at three dollars. You a need pop to start with a bankroll. Yes, you do. And once you have a well, even,
1: roll, well, even well, even like Colin Drew when he played when he won the 175,000 last Monday. He, he said he played 150 lineups. So it was 150 lineups times $10. So he, he spent $1,500 that night to enter. Yep. It, it costs money to make money in this. It does. Like it, it, it is. Exactly. It's rare that Johnny Six Pack is just going to – it's like a lottery ticket. You know, the people that play the lottery generally play every week, right? It's one of those – It's you always hear that. You know, I've been playing the same numbers every week for 38 years, and I finally won the lottery – It's very rare that you'll hear. I never played a lottery ever, but I decided to play the lottery this week, and I won. You don't hear those stories very often. Like, it's the old, you don't win if you don't play, right? It takes money to make money. I mean, yeah, you might catch lightning in a bottle if you have one lineup, but, you know, I like Ricky Sanders' chances better with
2: 450 lineups. (laughs) Do you see, Gabe, do you hear the story online? It says... uh... Nude man leaps into Toronto aquarium tank, swims laps with sharks before giving in to police. You know that uh, Ripley's Aquarium there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> By the dump- Some guy jumped in the tank with sharks. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. That's just, uh, I'll tell you these people, man. I don't know what the hell's going on in the world, buddy. That's crazy. The stuff. Toronto Aquarium. I'm telling you, Toronto is like one of the craziest <laughs> cities. It's getting, Naked. it's getting stupider. You talked about it when you were leaving, like all the weird things that are happening. It's yeah. There's a lot of creepy vibes going around. I'll tell you. It's very odd. Straight. Cash understand wants to about the uh, optimizer. So this
1: guy went into the Ripley's. Believe it or not, there's a big Ripley's Aquarium in downtown Toronto. Yep. Next to the CN Tower, this guy goes in there. How the hell did he get into the tank?
2: That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. How do you get so in the ch- tank? And how does a shark not eat you? Are they what are they docile like? Yeah, they're probably drugged. They're, so
1: yeah, activate. it's actually there's there's a part where he jumps in. I can see him diving in here. He got naked. He dove yes. in to the shark tank. Correct. Put his clothes on and left. Police have been unable to locate him. I it's like, I told Nowhere you. I where to begin. I know. I told you. If you want to whack someone in Toronto, bro, you could probably do it. And, it's, like, it's you've got, blaze. like, a 50 yeah. 50 chance of getting away with it.
2: Well, yeah. Well, you got a chance. I'll tell you one thing. I've said before, this before. Like, Toronto, before get Toronto unless,
1: unless you shoot someone, like, in the police station, they don't know. Yeah. It's basically like, if anyone has
2: any clues, I I, it's unbelievable to me just how useless these people are. It really is. I mean, I think, I don't have the statistics in front of me, but, like, Unsolved homicides, I think, probably like have to be. No, like I told yes. you like it's, it's unbelievable. They, they got better. They got better. It
1: used to be like in the 60s. They, I think they're up to like 70 percent now. Sixty five. It's still low. They brought in like other people to help them. Basically, you know, what, what was going on. Listen, it's a crazy city. It's a big city. It's spread out yet. It seems like if, you know, they're very clueless about a lot of things. I mean, the guy walked in. How many cameras are there everywhere? I mean, how the hell do you but know who this t- guy is? Exactly, by there's cameras everywhere. The yeah, other, there's a video here. The shark just swam right past him.
2: Yeah, see, that doesn't make any sense either.
1: <laughs> I know. It goes to show. Here he is. Police have released an image of the guy. Well, they'll they'll find the guy. You know what it is, though. It seems this happened Friday night, and it's hitting the news now. So I guess the cops basically tried to figure this out on their own, and <laughs> they're like, all right, now. Yeah. Yeah, Toronto. Toronto's a walked-out city, man.
2: Yeah, it's getting pretty crazy, buddy. It's getting pretty crazy. Yeah, uh, it's uh, yeah, it's even Cardano is writing us about this. Like it's just nuts. Like I don't know what the hell's going on here, Marenti. But anyway, we'll break down this football game tonight. That's uh, that's something where we could do. Yeah, it's- <laughs> we don't have to. We don't have to find the naked guy in the tank. We'll talk to Jamie Heath about the the Niners and Pack.
1: I wouldn't have felt bad for this guy if the shark attacked him at all, though.
2: Like exactly, you're you're you're. I I, I did. That's the thing. I didn't know they drugged the sharks, but obviously they, they did. Yeah, this guy should be a game,
1: game time decisions. BetDSI celebrated 20 years as the industry's biggest and safest betting site. Great customer service. Play virtually every sport at BetDSI with hundreds of wagering options, including live in game wagering on all major sporting events where you can make your play at any time during the game. BetDSI is now offering up to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit if you use promo code FNTSY. That's betdsi.com. Promo code FNTSY. Head on over to Bet DSI and start winning today. And uh, you got a lot of options to bet on uh, over at Bet BetDSI uh, this evening. Of course, Monday Night Football. Uh, we got the San Francisco 49ers and the uh, Green Bay Packers, Los Angeles Dodgers, and the Milwaukee Brewers this evening. Uh, four games, I believe it is, in the National Hockey League uh, tonight. Rams, Toronto Maple Leafs, hosting Drew Doughty, my buddy Drew Doughty. Yeah. And hey, the, uh, no, Los- what's uh-
2: Sparks is starting. Sparky's getting the start in net. That's why the line went down, Gabe, from it was minus two ten to a buck seventy. Garrett Sparks. Spark well, Sparks. is between <laughs> the pipes for the Leafs, <laughs> <Yeah>. huh? Exactly. <laughs> it's Sparky time, yep. <laughs> Total
1: totals and even six. Totals and even six in this game. And I got burnt the other night betting the over of the Leaf game, but only two games this year have stayed under the number. At six, whatever I can play for a push. I'll take my chances. I also got the lease. We'll get to our plays of the day. All of our props. We're going to get some DFS picks from Ricky Sanders, but let's talk about this Monday Night Football game right now with Jamie Heath from the sportsbrokers.com Jamie, it's always a pleasure. What's going on tonight? How you doing, buddy? Gabe, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, uh, Jamie. You know what? For a Monday night, first off, it's, just, it's a great time of the year. <coughs> Excuse me. It's a great time of the year to be a sport fan and a sports better. We've talked about this, but, you know, it was a great baseball game last night. We didn't even get sure to was. the uh, the cheating and the pine tar and all that, Cam, well, we will. But I was so <laughs> caught up in the football game. And basically, like, you know, money takes precedent because I love the baseball playoffs. But I had the Kansas City Chiefs. I had money on them. I had them in a super contest or in, in a golden nugget contest. So I was really invested in that football game. And it was a very enjoyable game. But great time of the year. And once again tonight, Jamie, you know. I think this football game is going to be better than people think it is, uh, with San Francisco and Green Bay tonight. We got the Dodgers going back home tonight. We got NBA basketball starts tomorrow. Great week for the sports betters, and uh, I'm sure for you guys over the sports brokers as well.
4: Yes, it is, Gabe, for sure, no doubt about it. Now that uh, the NBA is taking full flight starting tomorrow night, can't wait. We're talking about pretty much every day of the week we're going to have action on either <laughs> whatever it is. You got hockey, you got hockey, you got basketball, you got baseball and you got football. You got the three four, you got four major sports going on all at the same time. It, yeah, the food groups. I mean, Yep, <laughs> a- absolutely. The four fr- the-, <laughs> <laughs> the food
2: groups. <laughs> the there, Blade Marazzi, that was a good one. <laughs>
4: the there groups. you go. The four fr- food groups. Absolutely. Yeah. Throwing some tennis from time to time too. So maybe <laughs> yeah. five food groups. Yeah. yeah, it's, Ascar, it's an yeah. That yeah, Those appetizer. are the desserts. Those are the yeah. desserts. Yeah. Yeah. What a great. Yeah, right. You got what a, something for everyone, though. Yeah. What a great game last night, and like you said, baseball. What a great playoff game, as well as a fantastic football game between. Two great, great offenses, and they sure didn't disappoint last night at all.
1: All right, so as far as tonight uh, is concerned, um, I don't know if you guys have a bigger play on the side or the total. I know it's usually uh, on the side, so let people uh, know what you're up to tonight and give them the number to call. And, of course, they can always go to the website for more information, the sportsbrokerscom as well.
4: I got to tell you, Gabe, we have a really, really, really big play on tonight's game. As a matter of fact, Kevin is... Going all out tonight. He's not going 50000 on tonight's game. He's putting hundred k on tonight's game. That's how big we love this game tonight. And, yes, it is on the side of this game. So we want all your callers, all your viewers, I should say, to call the number 1-800-220-6262. Visit the website. Join the website, thesportsbrokers.com. We turn outcomes into incomes. We're going to turn a big outcome into a big income tonight. Can't wait.
1: You know, you're looking. Uh, I played a lot of props here tonight, guys. And something that's caught my eye. How about this? Okay, so, last night, so Kansas City and Green, Kansas City and New England play. Both teams get 40 points or more. So it was what 43, 40,
4: 43, 40. College game, yep. 80, 83. First time ever.
1: So uh, no, well, not the first time. Let's get listen to this. From from the span of um, 2000. From the span of 2014 to 2017, it happened twice. Here, let me, let me confirm. I want to get this stat right here. My point is, there's a hell of a lot more scoring in the National Football League. There's more. There's more. Uh, here it is. Uh, so from ESPN Stats and Info. The Patriots took down the undefeated Chiefs 43-40 on the Gostkowski Field. This season, there have been three games where both teams have scored 40 more points. From 2014 to 2017, there were two games. In which both teams scored 40 points. So you've had three games already this year, and from in a four-year span, there were two. It just goes to show. Now, I've been, you know, spinning out a lot of these numbers recently, Jamie and Cam, but like, uh, you know, last year there was like two quarterbacks that threw for five touchdowns in a game. This year it's happened like seven times already. Last year, I think there was like six quarterbacks that threw for 400 yards, seven quarterbacks. This year it's happened like 14 or 15 times already the numbers are skewed. Not every game's going over the number though, but for props, I think there's opportunity here guys. And look tonight Bethard, the the quarterback prop is 247 and a half yards for Bethard. Uh, in the two games he started, man, um, he's 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 crushed those numbers. Uh, you know, every every one of these quarterback props is basically getting shredded, you know, because it's just it's just a different league that we're in right now. It really is. I mean, is. it's too 247 and a half for C.J. Beathard in the first game against the Chargers. His first start, getting his feet wet. He threw for 298 yards uh, against Arizona. He threw for 349 yards. You know, this is C.J. Beathard and, who supposedly sucks
2: and and, and playing this, from behind for yard 300 yards and playing from behind San Francisco. The line will tell you that Green Bay there as a nine-point favorite right now. Like C.J. Beathard uh, come, has come a long way from Iowa. I think you're onto something, Rency. And if they're down, they got to throw the ball. That can help the Oh I love I
1: love the prop. I've already played it over two forty seven and a half, but you've been around a long time, Jamie. It's amazing like how just different the NFL is now. Like the numbers and just a different game. New Orleans New Orleans guys, they throw the football seventy eight percent of the time. (laughs) Yeah. That's nuts. Remember like you always
4: hear Jamie, oh you need balance with your offense. Well, Whatever, throw balls
1: out the window. Even Tom Brady's just bombing it now.
4: Yeah, not anymore. With the with the rule changes these days, the uh, quarterbacks absolutely have an advantage when it comes to it. Uh, I'm I'm almost uh, thinking that maybe they should wear flags or or buzzers because. The, the <laughs> defensive players yep. have no 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 chance these exactly. days. Exactly. I mean, look at look at Clay Matthews. Two two times this year, I saw him just make a form yeah. tackle on a sack, and he got a fifteen yard penalty for it. I just don't get it. But you're right, Gabe. When it comes to these uh, props. Why not take a shot with the over with, with C.J. Beathard? For that matter, why not take a shot with some of the skilled players as well? Like a guy like George Kittle tonight, maybe taking the over with his yardage because he's a nice security blanket for C.J. Beathard. That could be another prop that maybe some of you uh, people that like to bet props might be uh, wanting to do as well. Yeah. So, yeah, and, Jamie, you, you,
2: you saw it because of not just the Clay Matthews last night, a huge play in the Kansas City game. He thought Brady was was loose and didn't want to it's, hit him. Instead of exactly. wrapping him up and tackling yeah. him, and you sure saw he scored a touchdown. after that. Yeah, he's, he's, defensive he's, players are scared right now. They don't know what to do. It's nuts. Yeah,
4: but h- how could you blame defensive players for being I scared? Know. Because if you if you do anything, you're going to get penalized, and you know they don't want to get a penalty. Not only that, it just makes it so hard on a defensive player to go full force and then stop. They're going to end up injuring themselves. So it's I it's am. really it's a shame. Good point. Yeah, it really is. It's a shame what's going on in the NFL, but that's what the league is about these days. You know, people want to see scoring. The league wants to see more scoring, and that's what you're getting. You're getting these high, these high totals. Forty-three, uh, you forty. Know, like Gabe was saying, four t- three times this year, you've seen two teams in the 40s. You saw that with the Raiders and the uh, Browns a couple weeks back. It's just, it's just become a different uh, animal when it comes to the NFL. It's, it's, it's. You know, it used to be the no-fun league. Now it's all fun league. I guess it's all about offense. There's not much defense these days.
1: So I'm thinking leading into tonight, guys. I played. Listen, I didn't put a I didn't put a hundred thousand dollars on it, but uh, <laughs> I did. Yeah, well. I did. I did play the over this game tonight, though. I did well, play the over of this game, and I think there should be some points put up on the board. Green Bay's offense has struggled this year. And I think that's why we're getting this number. There's a perception about Befford and the 49ers because uh, grapple is not there. But as we mentioned, like if you look at the uh, the games, they put up 27 points against the Chargers. Uh, they put up 18 and a dud against Arizona. But now they've had time to, to prepare for this football game. I expect San Francisco to get into the 17 and 20s here tonight. I, at least I'm, I'm hoping as someone to bet the over.
4: Yeah, well, um, that's probably around the realm of what they're going to probably score, around 17 points most likely. Green Bay, like you said, they've been struggling on offense. There are a couple of receivers have banged up. you got Allison. you got got uh, Cobbs also been banged up. Rodgers has also been – he's pretty much since the Bear game, he's not you know obviously 100% the whole season. So you got to take that into consideration as well, and that's maybe why the total is as low as it is. It's 46. I would have thought the total would be around 51 myself in this game. I'm leaning towards the over. I think is is a a strong play as well. Not as strong as our side, obviously, because my man Kevin's going going nuts tonight, putting that 100K on the side because he's in love with this game. We're in love with this game, obviously. We want you to call that number 1-800-220-6262 again. 1-800-220-6262. Visit the website. Join the website. TheSportsBrokers.com. We're really, really excited about tonight's game. But again. We like the over as well, and uh, I think you have made a ton of great points about this game. I uh, I honestly think that, like you said, we're going to be talking about a game that's going to probably be in the fifties.
1: Uh, Jamie Heath uh, with us. So, uh, before we get you out of here, Jamie, we'll get the number one more time on the website out for people. Uh, the college football, um, the top ten. This is the time of the year when chaos starts to strike, it, and, it, and it struck and, big yeah. this. It struck big this Saturday.
4: I'll tell you that much. There was sure a lot is. of chaos this Saturday. Yeah. You know, uh, great call,
1: great call, Cam. I know you were writing the Pittsburgh Panthers plus the points.
4: Yeah. Yeah, uh, I saw you tweet dogs. up
1: Michigan, Michigan
2: State, uh, State plus the yeah. points as well. I didn't have the balls to play them on the money line, Cam, for, uh, for, for Michigan State. That would have paid a fortune. But
4: Pittsburgh I really, really surprised me. Pittsburgh Panthers really surprised me. Notre Dame pretty much. Uh, was, that was a very lackluster performance by them, but uh, LSU came well, it had through. to Well,
1: it had to catch up to them eventually, Notre Dame, right? And I mean, re- they were yeah. just killing teams on a weekly basis. Even,
2: even the night game, game, I watched my, Miami. Like, they looked brutal against Virginia. Like, you know what I mean? It was just, I like it was Virginia, just a, it was Virginia a do- I like Virginia, too, getting the seven. Just to, It was that, a dog's day, right? That, dogs. Was,
4: that, that was one of my biggest, biggest plays. You just mentioned the Virginia Cavaliers, and I kind of yeah. tilted – I kind of – Hinted towards that the way I was going when we were talking about teams on letdowns, and I said Miami's going to have a letdown because they just squeaked by Florida State. Look out. They're playing in Charlottesville. It looks like, a, oh, Virginia. Who's Virginia? And sure enough, yeah. they, they beat them outright. So, yeah, that was, a, that was a big, big play for us this past Saturday. That was our big dog. So we were really excited about that one as well, yeah.
1: We'll see if the Michigan Wolverines this week, and we'll talk about this game on Saturday morning, Jamie. We'll see if the Michigan Wolverines can um, – can keep this momentum going right now. Great. Game, a lot of times, as soon as Michigan, as soon as Michigan sort of becomes the it kid on the block, they often stumble yeah. immediately yes, they do. after.
4: No doubt and about it's it. It's a tough
1: spot laying
4: six oh, and a half on the road at East Lansing. Absolutely. Anytime they go into East Lansing, it's always a battle. And uh the Spartans. Well, seven now. Hey, and the Spartans came through this week. They they went into Happy Valley and, and beat Penn State outright uh I didn't see them beating them, but I really thought that would actually be a close game as well, which it happened to be. Michigan State's another one of those teams. As soon as the whole public and the world gets down on them, they just surprise the world and and win. So now the line seven. Obviously, if they didn't beat Penn State, I think that line might have actually been as high as ten. So that should should be an interesting game as well this weekend. You guys
2: know? But Sparty's a better dog than a favorite, though. I like taking Michigan State as, like, a big dog. Once they lay numbers, you can't trust those
4: guys. Well, they're a touchdown dog at home this week. So, you know, hey, you you never know. You never know what the the coach has for them. Uh, You know, he's he's always looking like he wants to kill someone on the sidelines. And who knows? He's never (laughs) smiling. He's a serious guy. (laughs) He is a real serious guy. He's never smiling. And neither is Coach Harbaugh. They're two serious coaches. And, obviously, you're looking at a – at a smash-mouth game this weekend. That should be a great game, and we'll definitely be talking about that this Saturday as well as two other yeah. great games. Massive,
1: massive rivalry between Michigan and Michigan State. Oh, yeah. Jamie Heath, thesportsbrokers.com. So, uh, Jamie, let people know the number to call. Uh, once again, I know you guys have been uh, making profits for people all season long. You can check out the website as well, thesportsbrokers.com. But what's the number to call?
4: Yeah, we're killing it, Gabe. And, uh, you know, now we got NBA coming we're, we're really excited about the NBA. we got the baseball playoffs and, of course, this monster, monster play on tonight's football game. So we want all, all you viewers out there to, to call this number, 1-800-220-6262. Again, 1-800-220-6262. Visit our website, thesportsbrokers.com. Join our website. We turn outcomes into incomes. We're really excited about tonight's game. Jamie Heath. It's always a pleasure, Jamie. Enjoy the game tonight. Hey, thanks you too. Good luck tonight, and good luck always. And I can't wait to speak to you guys again.
1: There's a Jamie Heath yeah, with you'll, us. thesportsbrokers.com. dot com. talk on
2: Saturday too. Gabe, a uh, nice college card. Yeah, th- those dogs were really barking, buddy. It was just, uh, it was one of those things on Saturday. I was like, yeah, man. Like other than Washington, I threw some, uh, you know me, and I bet with my heart was stupid. Kind of like uh, I know you love Michigan. I'm like the Huskies are, could could get it done in Oregon, but I got to give the Ducks a lot of credit in that game. Uh, they really battled late and won in overtime. So, no, it was, it was a great college Saturday, more of the same this Saturday. It's a beautiful, beautiful time for college football.
1: Yeah, it was a nice nice win for Michigan.
2: They caught some breaks in that game, too, that uh, roughing the Plus, Wisconsin call... isn't great. No, Wisconsin, great. Won't, they can't play from down. The problem with Wisconsin is they're front runners. They, they'll beat you with the, you know, smash-mouth type of game. I don't trust Hornibrook coming from behind in Michigan uh, – they exposed them. They're a better team. It's gonna be a tough game with Sparty this week, though. Should be a good.
1: One. It, it really will be. Like you throw out the records in a situation, and now Sparty's sort of back on track after that win. Yeah. At um, at Penn uh, Penn State. All right. Uh, so thanks to Jamie Heath uh, for joining us. We got. Uh, we'll get into our games. We're gonna into the DFS side, and the other thing for all you um, all you uh, DFS players out there. Straight Cash just asked, "Where is this optimizer that you speak of all the time?" Yeah. It's <laughs> over at Daily Roto com. although you've got to sign up. But check out the website, Daily Roto, and then you can poke around and see if, uh, see, see, see if you like. But listen, dude, you listen to the show all the time, so you hear us talk about it all the time. Seven people that, are, that have signed up for Daily Roto have won a million dollars. So it just speaks for itself. Seven people that have signed up over the last uh, two years have won a million dollars. Um, Colin Drew, who's one of the Daily Roto guys, he's more of a hockey guy. The guy won two hundred forty-seven thousand uh, dollars last week. Now you have to learn how to use the tools, and you have to put some money in. And, you know, signing up for the website doesn't doesn't mean that uh, God's going to drop a briefcase on your door <laughs> with a million dollars. So once you sign up for the website, you start poking around the optimizer, learn you know, and use your own knowledge and how you can you know feed the computer and you know study it and. And another thing, we were talking about it, quite frankly, you need a bankroll. It's like gambling on sports. You need a bankroll. You you can't play, if you want to, you know, if you have Daily Roto and stuff, you know, you're not doing it to play one lineup a night. That's where I'm at right now, exactly. where I realize great, it's like, all right, NBA starting. I got to put a nickel in here, and I got to play 150 lineups a night, and it does it for you. I got to learn how to do that now. But Cardano showed me. He goes, look, you don't have to put the lineups in. Just you export them. Boom, right into DraftKings, and it does it for you. We'll talk about this on the other side.